Hello and welcome to a rainy evening in Los Angeles. My name's Ultra David. This is the Tuesday Show. And I'm James Chen. This is the Tuesday Show. I just figured I'd say How's that everybody? Too. How's everybody going? Happening. Uh, we're going to talk about these topics tonight. Uh, Co-op Cup 2019, also pre-coop as well. We're going to talk about both the tournament and other stuff. We're going to talk about Marvel 2 and Battle of the Strongest. We're going to talk about some argumentative topics on the 5-5 matchup, including what do you think about these SF5 tier lists? <laughs> From Topanga, you mean? <laughs> yeah, the tier list is a little... Uh, and also, yeah, oh, we'll get there. what do you think about Justin Wong's ideas for the CPT? Well, I mean... We'll get there. Uh, other stuff happened too, but you know we haven't done a regular episode since the before Christmas. That's a while. Last week, of course, we did our awards, but mm-hmm. that's not typically a terribly time and terribly news intensive couple of weeks, right? Typically, yeah. people are taking that off. So a couple of tournaments happened. There were some announcements here and there, but there wasn't like an absolute ton of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's the holiday season. Everybody's taking that time off. I'm just wondering, is, can everybody hear me? Am I loud enough or am I not loud enough? I'm trying to fix the... Yeah, okay, my lab mic needs a boost. Okay. I've been tweaking the gain a little bit to try to kill the buzz, but you know what? I'm just, I'm totally buzzed right now. So, you know, there's really nothing I can do about it. Okay, I'm just going to have to keep the buzz. So a lot of people watching this on YouTube are saying they don't hear a lot of buzz, but that's also because I do some post-production on it to try Mm. to eliminate a little bit of the hum by the time I get it on YouTube. But, uh... Uh, for those of you live here, sorry about the the buzz. So tricks of the trade there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start by talking about coop. Yeah. Pre coop, cooperation yes. cup. Of course, um, this is a Street Fighter Three Third Strike tournament, and it's been going on for a long time. This is Cooperation Cup Seventeen, mm-hmm. so it's got a pretty long series. I yeah. mean, even when I was when I first started playing Third Co-op Cup, I guess that might have been their first year. Right, like because it, it, it's the first when I was playing from the very beginning, I knew about Coop. Right, um, so it's it's been around. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a third strike tournament. I feel like it's the third strike yes. tournament, right? So it's a five v five with players originally all over Japan coming over here and playing this. But through the years now, it has gotten so big that now a lot of American players travel to Japan just for this event and, and play over there. And um, it's in, and, it, as well it, as players from Europe and yeah. other places too. Yeah, it yeah it's a been drama. increasing a lot. Like I remember last year, it was pretty cool that there was like you know four or five Americans. The year before that, there, I think there was like one, you know, like one, like one or two or something like that. But this year, there was a large number of teams out there from foreign countries, and so definitely, uh, it's a five v five. They play through the you know the, uh, a whole. St- I think it's just a bracket to start, right? But then they get to the point where they get the top eight, and as a lot of uh, Japanese events do, they pick their spots in the bracket by by seeds, basically, as opposed to being seeded. You know, they're like, "Oh, I'll go here," and these guys are like, "No, these guys are free. We're going to challenge them and stuff." So, and uh, yeah, it's literally five v five players. They just form their teams. In some case, completely unfair teams. Yeah, but definitely. you know, <laughs> but uh, it's really cool and. It's single elimination for each of the matches. It's one game. Each player. Yeah, each player on that team plays one game. So you just get the wildest stuff happening. It is the best third strike action that you could possibly ask for. Yeah. And it's so much fun to watch. For sure. And over 500 players, I mean, it's it's growing, right? It's still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of my favorite tournaments of the year for sure. It's not something I've ever been to myself, but I love I love watching it. Uh, it's, it's so cool to see what modern Third Strike looks like. It looks different. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a 180. It's not right, a completely yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah, story, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it does. It's more interesting for sure. The, <laughs> I like the movements better. Uh, the character variety actually is better, mm-hmm. um, although that may be partly due to the format. Right. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. But it's it's super cool. I I really really enjoy watching it. You know, I I, I really really wish that Co-op Cup and Evo would like talk and make sure Co-op Cup and Evo are one week apart. Because I would totally just go to Japan oh. and spend the entire time there. Because then I would just go to Co-op Cup, hang out in Japan for yeah. a week, and then go to Evo. Oh, that'd that be so would fun. be pretty sick. Yeah, I think that's what it was like last year, right? But oh, was like, it? Okay. But, but people, you know, it was like Evo Japan was new. Who knew what was going on? We yeah. didn't even know if we were going until like two God, weeks beforehand, right. right? So, But I think it would be so cool if that was the case. So Yeah. Uh, well, in any case, worth checking out. Some of the best players of all time uh, were in it and still are playing Third Strike in many mm-hmm. instances, mm-hmm. right? I feel like you could see, you could see, uh, I would say primarily in the pre-coup. So there's the main cooperation right. cup okay. in which five players of whatever character from wherever uh, enter and put themselves onto a team. But then there's also a pre-cooperation cup event in which players of one individual character form themselves into teams. So it's a team, team Remy, team, battle, team Q, team Makoto, another team Makoto, a Chun team, yeah. another Chun team, another Chun team, maybe like seven it Ken teams. Bad, no, honest. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, you could see that, uh, so Momochi was on the Yun team. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you could definitely see that he wasn't like quite up there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> you like, could tell he was practicing some other <laughs> definitely. stuff. Definitely. He was practicing some definitely. other stuff. Definitely, yeah. But uh, some some top players are still super legit. Haitani's still really good, for example. Yeah, MOV, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he could probably play Third Strike like in his sleep yeah. at this point in time. I don't even think yeah. he he doesn't even need to try. Catatonic MOV is definitely better than like ninety percent of players. Dude, Silent Scope showed me a clip of something that he did like in Co-op Cup fifteen. Okay. And he was like, "How did he do this?" And I watched it, and I was like, "What the hell?" What did he do? Urian jump backs. He does the shoulder tackle. He parries it. You see him crouch for half a second, then he does stand fierce into spinning bird kick, and he was not par- he was not crouching at all beforehand. He literally parried, started holding down, saw himself crouch, stand up, hit fierce, hit right. back down, right. Right. and then at the last <laughs> active frame, cancel in the spinning bird kick for sure to charge partition. Charge partition. That. Yeah, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> That's kind of wild. That's the, like I was trying to practice it myself to see if I could do it, but I just couldn't believe he did that, and it was just like. It almost looked yeah. like he was just like, uh, you know, well, just another so day. That they, just, yeah. they do uh-huh. wild things all the time. Like, there was a moment that really stood out to me where uh, Deshkin was playing against a Sumerian player. Yeah. And he uh-huh. jumped uh-huh. at exactly the, I swear, the frame where when he went into Aegis, uh-huh. it was gone. Now, he was definitely buffering a parry just in case right? <laughs> as he's jumping into right. Aegis. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he uh-huh. knew the timing so exactly that that wasn't even a problem. And, and I, I don't even know that it was like he was looking at the numbers. It's something that people do, right? Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. when Aegis comes out, you look at the clock, and I forget if it's like four or five seconds later, uh, it's gone. Okay, okay, so you know that. Okay. But it was such a split-frame timing that he jumped that I, just, I feel like that was like in his bones. Are you sure like you're in not his just bones. giving him too much credit? I really here. do. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. It was oh, super man. impressive. Just... 
I think little things like that are what really jump out to me in watching Modern Third Strike because people are just so practiced. They've just been doing it for so long yeah. that it's those little moments of, of super optimization that uh, really get me. It's really interesting because, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, you know, I have this reputation for very much disliking Third Strike, right? And, you know, I've been trying to clear that up. I don't. I pretty much don't hate the game. It's just, like I said, some guy was a little too happy about the game, and it drove me frustrated. Look, if we could go back and check out old SRK posts, I don't know what we would see, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we'd find in but, there. But here's the thing, though. Watching it, though, watching the game and watching the pace of it and watching a lot of the variety of the characters really is kind of what's been spurring a little bit of this recent kick that I've been on, how I'm kind of frustrated with Street Fighter V a little bit. You know, because I miss sweeps. I miss the fast pace of the game. You know, I miss the the intense neutral. You know what I mean? And uh, you're missing a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, I just... Like, like, just even just having sweeps, like I said, I, it drives me nuts that every sweep is minus 12 in Street Fighter V. And, and you know, and I, I think feel Ed's like, is minus 10. What's that? I think Ed's is minus 10. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. Probably, okay, right. okay, fair enough. Ed's sweep is minus 10. I think so. But, I mean, honestly, I miss having that kind of character variety and... The more I thought about it, and this is just another. Well, we'll talk about this in the in the in the in the five five matchup sure. in a little bit. So, but man, just watching that game and seeing. Oh, and and again, I'm not, I'm not a fan of parries, right? I I generally don't like what parries do to gameplay, but what you see, what parries do for the players and for the viewers and for the excitement of the game, like. Even though I don't like parries, I would be 100% for bringing them into Street Fighter V, like, as is. As is? Yeah, without even oh making God. any adjustments to it. You know what I mean? Like, to the system of I parries. I don't even support that. Because I just, I, I like what it brings to the game, the excitement, and kind of the, 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 the euphoria that you get when you see parries happen and stuff, you know? Those are kind of things that uh, I kind of miss. It is pretty sick. Although I would suggest that uh, sweeps are really risky for a lot of characters in third because so many characters punish them on block with super. Right, for uh, sure, for so sure. So some characters are cool, especially if the opponent doesn't have meter, but the biggest reason you see sweeps is that they tend to be the farthest range mm-hmm. low, and that's important for parries. Right, right. right but so. And again, it's just one of those situations. I mean, like, Dudley's is freaking Dudley's plus is great. There's no, plus on block. Right? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. I mean, how negative is Makoto's sweep? Uh, I don't remember now. To be honest, down fierce. People don't know frame data in the I, whole game, dude. I'm I mean, I definitely it. used to know whether I could punish it with super. <laughs> now I don't remember. I really don't remember. Oh, man. oh shout outs to Majin Obama in the chat as well. So yeah. we talked about uh, his his role in commentary at the Co-op Cup as well a little yeah, bit last week. Yeah, uh, we so. did, we did. Um, but before we get into the results, yeah, I did. I wanted to talk about that side of it. It's it's uh, great to see players show up who I used to know. I used to know. Yeah. I used to know all the guys. Like so, uh, Farai, as I said last week, is from my hometown. Mm-hmm. Both from Moore Park, California. Uh, we used to drive to Dungeon Arcade together, so it's super cool to see him there. Uh, I used to play with Let Blood Run, who has destroyed that name and now goes by Ryan. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the story. I, is. We might have to go back to Let Blood Run now. So. <laughs> right, we'll talk about it. Um, uh, I used to play with him. Cool to see him. I even used to play with Hold That. The Alex player yeah. who's there because he lived on the East Coast and I was going to school on the East Coast. So, so super cool personally for me to see all of those folks 
show up there and commentate. I think Hold Dat's voice is really good for commentary. Dude, Hold Dat always teases me about his top eight third strike footage from Evo East because he got like third place. Okay. And uh, I never published that because I recorded it. And he's always like, where's my footage, James? Where's my footage? And I keep telling him I'm going to put it up because I have the footage. Do you really? I do. I still have the footage. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put it up now because I have the footage. And I realized it's still on mini DV. And on I, what? On mini DV, the camcorder tape footage. And Never not only that. that, but all my camcorders are dead. So I I have the footage. I just have no way to capture wow. it right now. So I apologize <laughs> to hold that. I will get that to you at some point in time. So I swear, I promise, I will do that. Yeah, he's got a good voice. Uh, I mean, you know, he doesn't commentate enough to, like, really develop as a commentator. Right, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. if he did, if he cared to, I think he could be yeah, good Yeah, 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 for sure. He's he definitely got the excitement level there too yeah. so that's the cool part as well yeah. so i think that's cool uh but yeah it's really nice to see that i like too that the commentary style that you all have been doing for the last few years of it are it's it's relaxed right like people can come on and off the stream it feels like a it feels like an olden time kind of uh commentary because there was commentary back in the day it's just that it was recorded so like i would go to family fun arcade in socal and John D, aka Rockefeller, aka Doctor Sub Zero, I guess, would be commentating like right there next to where I was playing <laughs> yeah, with a little yeah. mic, right? Uh -huh. So like, and people could come on and off the mic, talk with him, and it was just like all haphazard and ad hoc, yeah. and it was super uh -huh. fun. Yeah. Uh, so I I really like seeing that again. Like that was really cool. Yeah. First time I ever got on a commentary mic was in that kind of situation. Right. Although cool. to be fair, you know, all obviously we can say things back then that we can't say nowadays, yeah, right? right? For sure. Because there's definitely a lot more awareness and you know, we did kind of hint at that a little bit that one of the commentators, you know, Let Blood Run did say something yeah, a little unfortunate. Ryan, Ryan went over the bounds for sure. Yeah, he went over the bounds. But again, shout outs to Majin Obama yes. for calling him out and like making sure everyone knew which person said it and like gave him the whole name and everything and just made sure that uh you know, he didn't get away with, with that kind of comment and everybody just, like, trying to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, you know? no, for so, sure. I think that was really important to do. Yeah. Uh, as I said last week, while we were talking about the awards and so forth, um, James just hinted at, that those were things that we said back in the day. Like, that was common. I'm sure I said something like that, although I don't specifically remember. Dude, I, like but I we, said... We all, many of us did. There so, was, there was a... Well, I think the Kotaku didn't write anything about it because you specifically called it out, Majin. Yeah. I think you helped cover that, so sure. good job to that. But I still remember something that I said in 2010. We were in our hockey jerseys, and we were just jumping on the commentary. Oh, I have a photo of you, me, and AJ Papa doing commentary like at the same time. It was just We were just jumping on there and doing stuff. And I remember commentating a match with a uh, female game player, and I remember I made a, a very distasteful joke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I still remember it in my head. Okay. And I'm still really mad that I said it. You know, but it was 2010. It was back time, then. Dude. Yeah, it was just a different time. But even when I said it back then, I kind of realized it oh, was okay. wrong. Okay. And so from then, well, that's good, though. I've never forgotten it. And I've never, I've always wanted to make sure that I never did something like that again. You know what I mean? So it's just. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I definitely prefer. I would much rather have. I, I always felt this way, but I think I didn't think about what that what that meant. Uh, I want to have as many people playing fighting games as possible. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I would think that I've always felt that way, but that I didn't. 
I didn't know what that meant in a, in a serious sense. Like I didn't, I never conceived at the time of that applying to women or, mm-hmm. you know, just, I didn't. And uh, I think many people were in the same boat. So I much prefer how it is today where we're really trying, we're actually trying to make a difference and still mm-hmm. are not perfect and still trying to work on stuff. Right. But I much prefer that than the old time where we could just say whatever misogynist <laughs> stuff and it was no big deal. Yeah. I mean, there's also just a lot of terminology that we've eliminated, yes, obviously. Important. And again, as I've said to many people, eliminating that terminology from my vocab hasn't felt like I've been missing anything. You know, like there's so many ways to replace the word. So there's anyway. a lot of different words you can use. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't think that people are too sensitive nowadays. No, 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 no. I think that people were too. Um, they're flippant. <laughs> yeah, insensitive. But but maybe not even just trying to be dicks, but uh, flippant about it. No, that is to say, yeah, you, not even in the consideration, right? Which is not—that's not a good thing. You should—you should consider what your words mean to other people and what right. the impact that they have on other people. But I think that many times back in the day, we just didn't even think about it. It's not like we were specifically thinking, "Let's be a dick about women." It was just we didn't have the thought even, yeah, oh, okay. which so, was our bad. But, I wish that we had done it differently, but now we are. I mean, my fa- my favorite example was that I used to use the word gay as an insult, right? Dude, oh, that, dude, that's so gay. Sure. Everybody you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I just did that. And there was one time w- one of my coworkers at work who is gay, we're all sitting there talking and stuff like that. And he said something. I was like, dude, that's so gay. And I just looked at him and I was like, I'm so sorry. Good. <laughs> and he was like, I, I, whatever, I yeah. totally get no, it. I mean, you know, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's from the same time I was. So he was like, I get it. But like, you know, I just used it as that word. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I said it to straight up, like right sitting next to you like this to a gay person. Just like, I was like, God damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. And it's not because I was anti-gay. It's no, not I like it. I was mean to these people. But, I mean, that's to your point, right? It's yeah. it's just that we didn't, didn't have that it. understanding of it. Anyway, so, we're yeah. all working on it, and I hope that we continue to do yeah. so. So good job to Obama. Um, also, <laughs> that guy's tweets, I don't remember who it was, but some guy's <laughs> tweets were on fire with being an idiot about fighting games last week. Who, who was the guy who you were quoting who thought that fighting games only exist because of misogyny? Oh, Some, God. I don't remember who it was. Right. Somebody was just on an absolute tear <laughs> with the worst takes. With the scrub quotes, right? Oh, yeah, 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 It was yeah. all the scrub quotes <laughs> fodder for a millennium. It was fantastic. Anyway. Uh, shout out to Toxic NH. Thank you. Thanks for the subscription. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to talking about Co-op Cup. Yeah. So is there anything else to say about <laughs> the event itself or anything other than the results? All right. Look, it's... One of the greatest things about the fighting game community is that it is still very grassrootsy, right? So uh, Co-op Cup is another one of those events that really just shows the brilliance of the uh, grassrootsness of it. Not only that, but Co-op Cup, there's no prize money in this. And these guys are playing their hearts out, and you just see how euphoric they are whenever they win for their team, or how distraught they are when they lose. They have this great camaraderie on the team. It, it presents a awesome environment of the guys all hugging each other, and like, or when they lose, they they still like 
encourage each other anyway and all this stuff like that. There's just something about the vibe of the event similar to Master Cup, you know, the Tekken 5v5 tournament that's at the end of the year. You know, it's there is that little grassroots feel that I still think is what makes the FGC feel so special. So, you know, shout outs to Koa. Shout outs to Matsuda-san for uh, putting this on every year. I mean, yeah. the way that he was talking about it, he just sounds like it's just taking everything out of him. Yeah. But, you know, Let's give him more support. Let's give him more support. I hope that he gets like money, dude. I I don't know. I don't know I how. Think I think it's a what... labor of love. Yeah, I really think I, it's a so. labor because they don't even really have any big sponsors, right? I, oh, I, they ran a couple of commercials. I think they. I think they did have they a couple. Did, that maybe did, Majin yeah. Obama can speak uh, more to that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can't. People can't pay pay entrance fees, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's got to be a whole different economy. So I hope that he's getting paid, but I don't know yeah. how that's going to work if if it does. The results were pretty sick. It was a good couple of tournaments. Co-op Cup, uh, the pre-Co-op Cup version was won by a Yun team, which was a ridiculous Yun team. Worst player on the team was Momochi. Uh, <laughs> and so that's only because he with... just had no practice since <laughs> yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah, just to lay that one out there. Uh, it was Momochi, Yakun, Mester, Ushi, and Ochibi. Uh, all some of the best players of all time in Third Strike. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that Chun might be the best character in the game, but when you're fighting against five different Yuns all going Ganajin, it's just at some point in time, you're just going to lose. It's tough. <laughs> it's, it's like, tough. yeah. Um, but the Ibuki team got second place with okay. Higa doing a lot of the work. Higa, Ringo, Goe, Red, and Matsushita. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was super, super cool. Yeah, and, I, and very cool to see that they have different styles. Yeah. With each of these teams, they had every player had different styles. And I think that's one of the things I like most about third is that it just gives you the tools to be a very expressive person. Yeah, in the yeah, game yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh-huh. like, Higa's so, like, patient and neutral focused. And then one of the other dudes uses taunt to approach, which I've never seen in the movie, <laughs> too. Uh, and, and one of the dudes was just going in there right. wild like. It's very cool. So, a couple of things I want to mention. Someone in the chat says, you know, they just co op cut means a match. Reno, still not going to apply because as long as you win money, it's gambling in Japan. And so that would actually violate. They could. So I think you that can money. win money, but I think that my understanding of it is that that's linked to the pro licenses now. That or it has to be like sponsor money or something. It can't be entry it, fee. It cannot be related like to your entry oh, fee. Yeah, I okay. definitely know so that. So maybe a match arena maybe would work, yeah. but who knows? But second thing too is that for people who aren't who only know of Ibuki through Street Fighter Four and through Street Fighter Five, keep in mind that Ibuki is not a top tier character in Third Strike. So the fact that the Ibuki team got second place is really awesome and exciting. Yes. So you know, I, I know a lot of people. Character. Not a lot of people are probably like, God, of course Ibuki made it. No, 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 it's For not sure. like that in Third Strike at all. So no, she is. She is a good character. She has really good tools. But she takes um, not the most damage, but like the second or third most damage. I guess it's third, mm-hmm. Akuma and twelve. Uh, so she, if she gets touched by Chun Huyokosun, that's fifty percent life. Yeah, the the, the she difference just can't afford mistakes. The difference in life in Third Strike is greater than the difference in life for because I always remember when Third Strike first came out, someone showed me that if you go fierce SPDs Ibuki, she dies in like three of them. Right? It was like old school Zangief style, yeah. whereas a lot of other characters could survive even like five of them. Yep. Right? So it's that's big how big it is. That's how big the difference is. It's a big difference. Uh, Chun Li's got third. That's pretty cool, including Michael Tan, who uh, I knew from SF4, but I guess he's a third player as well. Dudley's got third as well, single limb, so that's how that works. Fifth places were the Yang team, the another Chun-Li team, um, which I thought would go really far, but did not. Uh, Dudley team, 
and a Makoto team. Yeah. Including Tominaga. Yeah, I was. So, I mean, on the I, I know this might hurt your soul, but okay. I was definitely rooting for the Makoto team just because I love Tominaga so much, dude. That guy. <laughs> I love Tomonaga so much, dude. <laughs> I was rooting for the Dudley team number one because I love Dudley, right? But, you know, after they got eliminated, I was like, let's go Makoto team. But then they lost. It was yeah. sad. So. Well, a Q team actually did beat a Makoto team. Did they? Did they, they? did. Oh, but, dang. Okay. Big butt. It was in the playoffs, so there was their group stages, and then you advance from there. Oh, yeah, One yeah, team yeah. makes it out just to the next stage entirely. Mm-hmm. The second team of the three makes it out to the playoffs, and the playoffs are one person from each team represents their team, and they it's a single limb, single game uh, to see who moves on. Right, so yeah, in yeah. one game, a Q player <laughs> did beat a Makoto player, and thereby. Beat the Makoto team. I mean, someone so. in the chat asked, how can anyone hate Makoto in the face of Chun and Yun? That is, sounds like, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but that sounds like someone who has not fought a lot of high-level Makotos. Oh God, what, a, what a wild character. <laughs> if, you, if you've seen a YouTube video going around recently that claims that dashes are better in SF5 than Third Strike, let me tell you, that is a pile of garbage. <laughs> Absolute pile of garbage. We'll get that, to that. That we'll character had a, a 12-frame dash. Yeah. Makoto's mm-hmm. dash is cancelable at any number of times, and it starts at 12th frame. Yeah. Come on! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Also, as a Q player, I'd rather play against Chun-Li and Ken than, uh, than against Makoto yeah, any day. For sure. For sure. So... Uh, anyway, those were the pre-co-op cup teams. It was a lot of fun to watch. Then the main co-op cup uh, happened, and like I said, this is one where it's not character mm-hmm, restricted. Mm-hmm. Anybody can just be on a team with anybody else. Uh, so the fifth places, well, I don't know if we can say all of them, but there's a lot of cool... One, one of my favorite ones to watch was the team that had Sugiyama on it, Necro. I was really like watching Oh, him. yeah, of course, of He's course. super cool. I mean, the only... I felt like this tournament was marred, though, by the fact that the number one team completely cheated. <laughs> they did cheat. They definitely did cheat. They did not cheat, but, uh, I mean, they're called the dream of. team for a reason. Kind so. of, they did. Uh, <laughs> another fifth place team, though, was Los Vatos Locos, which was Five Star, yes. who's a player from Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tenren, also a player from Southern California. Aaron, uh, who I don't remember. Wait, no, is Aaron... Um, Aaron is... Uh, uh, you would know better than me. You know uh, the SoCal Third Strike team. Oh, I'm so mad at myself right now. Anyway, people put it in the chat. Uh, and then also Ryan, who's the Lead, lead Blood Runner right. we talked about earlier, who actually lives in Japan, so he didn't have to travel. Right, and they had one uh, Japanese player on their team. But, I mean, they did really well. I mean, I had sent out this tweet, and this is uh, Washington, D.C. player Aaron. Is that what they're saying here? Is 10X? No way. It's that Aaron? I thought it was a different Aaron. That's wild. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in forever. Oh, dang. Okay, That's crazy, okay. dude. He's still playing and he's yeah. good. That's But, like, wow. To me. That's so sick. To me. I did not realize I mean, Third Strike has the history of Americans just getting slapped by the Japanese. Like, it's just not even fun, right? Because the, the Evo 2002 exhibition. The next exhibition that came after that, it was just destruction to the to the U.S. players constantly. And to me, it's so exciting for me to see that, yes, I think we can actually say now that the skill gap between U.S. and Japan is finally shrinking enough to the point where U.S. can get to a fifth place yeah. on a team like this. Before... 
having a U.S. team make it to fifth place would have just been like we would have all been running in the streets, like screaming bloody murder kind of thing. Like, how did this happen? But the fact that it can happen and not have everyone being like, oh, my God, you know, it says a lot about Agreed. the game. Granted, of course, Japan, yes, is still much stronger. Best, yeah, just sure. easily stronger. But even three years ago, to have a team make it this far, I think it would have been impossible. Like, I know that Ryan has won tournaments in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it, the skill gap is less, certainly much less than it used to be. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. By the way, good job, Donka. You you, were, uh, you did well in commentary. That was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you're a Makoto player. Unfortunately, we can't be friends. But uh, nice, nice job on the mic. <laughs> yeah, the Japanese players actually yelling, let's go, Justin, when someone yeah. was about to act. <laughs> I like that a lot, yeah. That's just so funny how that's just a thing, dude. It's so cool. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, um, the team that won it was called Dream, the Dream Team. And it it's crazy, the amount of talent on that. Uh, so Deshken Ken... Uh, who Daigo has said that if he had lived in Tokyo, that he would have just been the best player ever. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't. He, lives, right. he doesn't live there. Uh-huh. So. Uh, Nuki, Chun-Li, Kenzo, a.k.a. K.O., Yang, uh, Ridiculous, Issei, Yun, and Haitani Makoto. That's just, that's silly to it's me. It's so strong. Like, people don't even remember the year of the Daigo parry. You know, he lost the KO. Right, right. <laughs> in grand finals. Yeah, yeah. That was losers finals, and KO eventually just won. So That said, the second place team is super, super strong, yeah. too. Uh, Tominaga, Makoto, Kasi with Ken, Match Akuma, who's a blast watch, Vanao Ryu, who's just an absolute madman, <laughs> and then uh, MOV with Chun as well. They so took him down team. to the last ke- yeah, player, too. The fact that they took him down to Deshken, and Deshken had to like yeah. take out the last player was like, Super impressive already. You know, so. I mean, this, that team is crazy good. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Those mm-hmm. are some of the best players ever with those characters. So yeah. that's that is that's super awesome. Um, but yeah, I so I usually find Ken's very uninteresting. I usually find that that character really boring. Um, but Deshiken is almost the only Ken player who I really like to watch because mm-hmm. his style is just so it's so strong. He's so he's he's active and and takes risks sometimes, but at the same time can be super fundamentally solid. It's just, I think he's got all the tools. He's so good. He recently announced he's going to start playing SF5. Well, apparently he's already been playing well, SF5. You know what I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's going to take it seriously yeah, yeah. and try to like make the CPT and stuff yeah. like that. But he's already like super high-ranked on the arcade. I mean, not on the arcades, but on online and everything yeah. like that. He's already like platinum and stuff like that. So. Dude, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, he's super strong. Right, super especially, strong. I, I mean... I don't know how he's going to be able to react to dashes in Street Fighter. Oh my god! Can though. you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> he sees them as like they're I did, barely moving. I did say I agreed oh. with most of the video, <laughs> not all of the video, because that one uh, definitely raised an eyebrow. Yeah, I was like, what are you that one was about, definitely bro? raised an eyebrow. Uh, no, so, hey, look, yeah. there are some really fast dashes in SF5. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. But Makoto is a whole other beast. Like the funny thing is, like I always remember, I always when the game first came out, I thought Makoto couldn't beat Chun because Back Fierce killed everything. I was like Back Fierce, Back yeah. Fierce, Back Fierce, and Makoto couldn't do anything. Yeah. And then I found out the way to beat that was just to wait till she Back Fierces and dash. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like that was just like didn't process in my brain. But yeah. that's literally how you beat it because you can dash after she whiffs it, and you are in plus frame. Yeah, <laughs> so she can't do it again. She's uh, it's crazy. She's good. Makoto's good. Yeah. Not a chun good, but, you know, good character. Uh, anyway, yeah, dude, I always have a blast watching it. It looks like such a fun event. It's it's really fun to watch. 
The game is fun. I had fun. And and it was I, fun time having fun there. Honestly, it would be something that I would love to go to one of these days. Yeah, we would have fun there. I would definitely have fun just uh, hanging out there. It'd be really fun. Yeah, uh, Deshkin versus Punk. Yeah, it might it might be fun. That said, so usually I feel like the newer class of of talent is better. <laughs> I mean, as we've talked about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deshkin, uh, I feel like, is a big. Example of somebody who's not going to be caught off guard like no, that. No, like no, he's, no, no, like no. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is among the most talented fighting game players ever. Yeah. I really think so. <laughs> he will be fine. Yeah. There's definitely something telling that a lot of the old school players in Japan are still pretty strong because they've just never stopped playing because they're just still right. going to arcades and stuff that like is that. That's true. Right? Whereas, you know, here, you know, just a lot of the players just they quit because yeah. they just. To, got jobs and families and stuff yeah. like that. Well, I mean, so. players there do too, but it's yeah. just accessible. But there's an the arcade yeah, there, exactly. and it doesn't, like, you could literally go to the arcade as an adult and play games and not be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you playing video games, you know? It's Even though different. there is that attitude in Japan, you're wasting your time playing games, yeah. but everybody does it anyway. It is a little so. different, though. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, shout-outs to everybody. That's like what they, they do in. Uh, you still haven't seen it yet, but High Score Girl. They they they're always like complaining about the people going to those degenerate arcades and like, how can you go to this degenerate arcade? Why are you wasting yeah. your time? And it's just it's really funny. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else to say about Coop? Uh, no, uh, outside of the fact that it's great. Make sure you watch it next year. I mean, I my sleep schedule was KO'd by Co-op Cup. Because I literally watched it on both days until it ended. Ooh, up I had to until catch the like, archive, Until dude. like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. And so like one day I literally had my whole schedule shifted. Like I slept to like 5 p.m. or something. Oh, like yeah, that too. Yeah, it was a crazy. Horrible. So. Uh, hey, Danka. I was trying to remember and I don't remember. Can Q punish Makoto down fierce with super? I think the answer is no, but let me know. Because I don't recall. No, I was trying to remember. After a parry for <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, and literally, I missed the Tetris West Coast qualifiers because I was up watching Co-op Cup. Like they said, it was gonna go on all day, so I was like, "All right, I'll wake up, eat lunch, and then go there." And then by the time I was about to leave, I texted one of the guys, and they're like, "It's in top eight already," and it was like four o'clock, and I was like, "Damn it!" So I missed that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about. Battle of the Strongest over there in New York. Okay. All right. So be right back, guys. All right. Yeah, I definitely apologize about the buzz again. Uh, still not sure what the problem is. Tried doing a bunch of tests, seeing if it was a feedback loop problem. It was not. And so I have somebody trying to help me remotely come up with ideas on how to fix it. So we are currently working on that right now. Hopefully I should be able to get that fixed. If not, I'll have to buy a new uh Behringer mixer because that might be the problem so unfortunately also I am definitely going to come into the chat over here and mod a few extra people here who can I trust because there's definitely people that need to be modded here including high fight is now modded on our chat <sighs> Automatic should be uh, should be modded on our chat as well. 
Okay, so I got those two guys there. So we have some mods now. So Hi-Fi has some power here now. Am I alive? You're alive. What up, Jesse? Jesse. Hi, everybody. My name's David. And I'm uh, Jimmy C. Oh, man. No, it's surely Sonic Fox is still there, right? Unless things have changed. But I figured, I think that I might find out about that. Well, if he's, if Justin is out, that means wow, the only... thanks for the cash. That's it. Woo! Shout out to Zoyberg. Dollars. Year after, I mean, week dollars. after week. Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> the, um, <clears throat> who's left then? It would be Sonic to Kill Sage and Tokido, right? That we know of. I, yeah, right. Okay. That's right. Okay. I don't, I don't think the close stage has been dropped. Shoutouts to Mr. Armory know. for the subscription for 25 months in a row. Dang. You are the man. That's a long well, time. How do cats like, try to like walk through every like even remotely skinny passage possible? They like to be in little areas. You know? Yeah, I know. Someone actually said if you just get like a cord and just make a circle on the floor, the cat will just like walk into it and sleep. I can confirm that I've tried it. Oh, you have? And it I heard of the same thing. And yep, I have definitely done that just to experiment. <laughs> and my cats both walked into the what they thought was a box and they felt safe and they lied down and they went to sleep. <laughs> Even though it was just a line on the ground. Yeah, it's just a perimeter, man. That's yeah. all I need. Uh -huh. So funny. They do like boxes, that is for sure. Best picture is still the giant cat jungle gym and the box next to it, and the cat's just sleeping on the box. Yeah. And the guy's like, I spent $300 on this jungle gym. I mean, you don't have to draw a circle. It can be any number of things. Yeah, what I actually did, I didn't draw a circle. I just uh, I took, like, some shards of a box, you know, that like we were throwing out and oh, come from yeah, Amazon yeah, yeah. or whatever, mm -hmm. and I just, like, placed them out on the ground in more or less a rectangle. <laughs> so, like, not even a terribly good job. And it worked. Yeah, I heard you could just get like a cord or something like that and just like take a USB cable and uh -huh. just like make a little circle on the floor. Yeah, it makes sense. do that too, so tape works as well, yeah. Ah, uh, cats. Ever so interesting. They are. Animals. They are. Okay. <clears throat> are the ads done? Wow. I think that's a question on your side. Mine's uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, they're done. Okay. Cool. Ready Let's, to go back? Yep. Okay. Let's do this. Welcome um, back to the program. Uh, I'm sorry, Justin, but uh, someone's already living in my basement right now. <laughs> ah, I see. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Justin. <clears throat> yeah, Justin used to live in your house. That's right. Uh, Justin, when he first moved to the West Coast, he lived in my basement. Uh, I have someone in there already right now because, uh, uh, you know, that's the... I'm sorry, Justin. I'm sorry. I've, I've already, I've, like I said, I've already, I'll let you live on my couch upstairs, but I don't think that'll be good for the rest of your family. Yeah, so. I was going to say, yeah. Right. Oh, I feel man. like you have your own basement. So. Uh, hey, let's talk about Marvel 2 while we're talking about Justin <laughs> Wong. Sorry, Justin. That works out great. <laughs> we're going to talk about Battle of the Strongest, a Marvel versus Capcom 2 local event in New York City. Yeah. Apparently, it was something that was just because a whole bunch of the MVC2 players in New York, in the Northeast region, and of course, the Northeast region is completely the dominant MVC2 capital of the world on the planet, basically. 
uh, a whole bunch of them were talking shit to each other about who was the best. They've been playing this whole time. Right. And, Especially lately, after um, the last couple of years. And so Yipes decided to hold this event. This is the second year of the Battle of the Strongest. And uh, he wanted to hold this event so that they could all try to find out who was the best. Now, uh, he also mentioned that him and Sanford were not in the tournament because they would wash everybody and it yeah. would be free. Yeah. And no one could beat him in Sanford. And right. I can confirm that that is 100% true. Okay. So, yeah, that no one would be beating those two players. He, like he, uh, he's not typically like a big bravado kind of guy. Like you, if you never met Yipes, you might think like from his stream personality that he's like a, a kind of braggart, you know, but he's not. Not, that's not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he will be honest if he thinks that he's going to blow you up. Dude, you know He'll what, be honest about it. You know what the craziest thing was? So I was watching the archives, right? You could, I was literally on the browser right here on the window when you were on Best of Five. Um, but you know what the craziest comment to me was? Was someone in the chat said, I don't think I've ever heard Yipes curse. Really? I think that happens, even on regular streams. Right? I was, like, so confused by that. I was just like, what world are we in? I really think that that happens even on, like, CPT. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. He says bus ass all the time, right? His most famous video is him swearing, right? So, I mean, I don't don't understand, dude. It's crazy. Uh, What is the name, remind me, of the guy he was commentating with? Oh, shoot. Uh, I can't remember right now. Well, in any case, he he was a commentator forever ago, too. Again, like, before there were streams... Back in the video days, the video recording days, uh, he was involved law. in that stuff. So it's law. Okay, so yeah, there you go. Law. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That guy's a six. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh no, the guy who thought I see it. I see it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway. uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, if that's I'm not mistaken, done. was that the same guy who did the "We Just Got a Real Match"? I believe so. I think that was him because when so. he was commentating that, it sounded just like him. I really think. And that's I the guy. never could remember that guy's name. Okay, it was him. It is the same guy. Yeah, a lot of people thought that was Ski Sonic for the longest of time. Forever, I'm sure they not, still do. Yeah, it's not Ski Sonic. So it was yeah. the law. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was the same guy. I thought it was the same guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Justin, what? Just like you know, a lot of He's people such a good voice. didn't know that you know Noel Brown was the one that yelled "bionic arm" Indeed. and that you know they attributed it to some other schmuck all I the know. time, right? Dude, it's Still crazy. Happens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Even though it's definitely not my voice at all. At least in that case, I can understand between Ski and Law. Right, again, uh-huh. like they're similar enough in voice, but uh, you know, Noel and I don't sound like. <laughs> so, anyway, um, that was awesome. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. The commentary was great. the the whole The whole like scene of it was super cool. And it's what I like most about it is that it's not. It wasn't some big production. It was definitely what they just do anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, they're just in somebody's like, Blue Jay's place. house. Yeah, I guess, uh-huh. and just hanging Blue's out. house? Blue Jay, one of the. Dudes oh, played. okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think that's what they were saying is that it's his house. I've never been there, but they're just in his house in the basement, hanging out, playing video games. It's happened a billion times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we've all been there, right? Not at that specific house, but like you know that atmosphere, right? Of course. So of course. it 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 felt like that. And, we just uh, did it this last Friday. We actually. did. We yeah. did. Uh-huh. So that's that. I thought was really cool. They that was brought across in a in a very like authentic and relatable way, um, and the commentary really added that. Like Yipes would have he had the little. Logitech camera, and he'd like do stupid faces into it, and he'd like show you what's going on around the room. Right, like, yeah, you just yeah, felt yeah. like you were there. 
I mean, it it's, awesome. it's just like what I was talking about, the co-op cup thing. It was like a, a really cool event, but it was grassroots. Yes. And it was just super cool to see. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, not, shout out to Curly W for putting the Battle of the Strongest playlist on there. There you uh, go. On there so you can actually watch that. So, And again, it was almost the same kind of thing where they all went there without the in- idea that they were winning any money. They were going to win, I think, 1,500 bucks. Yeah, they were going to like win like 1,500 bucks. They the, created, the winner. The, right. They created a match arena for it. Yeah. And the match arena actually... I didn't get to the end, so okay. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, okay, but I know... It. Yeah, I know it got to like over Tekken World Tour money. Yes. That was, in fact, what the match arena stretch goal was called uh-huh. to beat the Tekken World Tour. It ended up at $7,690.23. Dude, there was one person who donated like $600 right there on the spot when Dude, I was watching Se- it. Sebas from, uh, well, who we know from uh, First Attack, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, he donated like 1000 I don't know. It's Are you serious? Like was a it? lot. Like he donated a couple times of like four or 500 bucks each. So he put a bunch of cash in there. I wonder if he was drinking at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Whew. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I the, mean, the stretch goal was seventy five hundred, and they and they beat that. Yeah, one of the Cannon brothers donated to. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, honestly, I mean that's awesome. Shout out to them. I know Yipes had to eat a worm at twenty five hundred dollars or something like that. Man, so. I was asleep by that time, but uh, okay, I heard about it. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, I hope that that question, Martin, is not a real question. I hope it's a troll question. But in case you don't know. Cannon Brothers are the guys who, uh, just so people, because there might be people in the chat who don't know, yeah, are sure. the guys who created Shoryuken.com and ran, created Evo. They were the ones who ran Battle by the Bay all the way through B4, through B5. They created Evo. They created Shoryuken.com. So, Starting in 96? Yeah. So they're pretty much the reason why the FGC is even existent today. Oh, they really did play a big role. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. GGPO. They created GGPO. They created yeah, Stone true. Earth as well. Not yeah. Hearthstone, Hearthstone. Stone Hearth. Yes. Also that robot game. What's it called? Rising Thunder. Rising Thunder. Jeez. I liked it. You know I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It was a great game. It was a great game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was very cool for Arturo to go stream it. He had the sickest Dreamcast hookup. Dude, he... And he advertised it in a really smart way. So that was awesome. He... The technology that he has gone through to stream old consoles and stuff is yeah. ridiculous. I keep asking him for advice on how to set up my super gun and everything like that, and like I shouldn't because he's already like way over here and I'm just like building things up, you well, know? Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, so how do you set up your shape? Oh, you need to buy this thing and then buy this other $1,000 component and then buy yeah. this other thing. And I was like, uh, you know how much money that dude's put into things? Dude, it's ridiculous. And Crazy I'm like, amount. I'm like, I just want to stream like Nest Tetris. That's all I care about yeah, right yeah. now. You know, eventually maybe I'll get there if I have a reason to do it. But Arturo's literally made this almost kind of like his business now, and he's well, the best at it. Yeah. When he streams like the old Neo Geo console, you know, the games and stuff like that. When he streams old consoles, it's not even like, hey, look, let's just increase the resolution and zoom it. It's like pixel perfect yes. zoom in. It's so crisp it's beautiful it's great very very cool so the whole event was awesome to watch Uh, i guess we'll get into i mean if you think that's all it is soul uk it's definitely not all it is so he's done a lot of extra work into it oh i see um one of my favorite matches of the last year 2018 was when josh 360 
beat Executioner. Yeah. So basically qualify. So it was a big round robin. And it just happened to be that three of the guys were tied. They didn't have they didn't like come in with tiebreakers or whatever. I think they just didn't mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turned out the three of them were tied. They had to do a little mini round robin at the oh, end okay, to, fair to seal it. But uh, in order for, for Josh to get there in the first place, he beat Executioner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a comeback from down zero to three. And uh, some of the man. some of the hypest moments that I've seen in a while in a game. So I Iron Man can out. kill a whole team, dude. Yeah. A whole team just yeah, like that. It's so crazy, it's dude. It's great because, I mean, like, it's funny because I tweeted that and I was like, I, I, I tweeted one of the highlights of it and I was just like, you know, people talk about how cheap fighting games are, how broken they are today, and it, yeah. it always makes me laugh when I see something like this. And I don't mean that disparagingly against MVC2 at all. I just mean, like, because that... That's that broken. It was broken and it was great because... Iron Man's not even top tier. He's not even close to being top yeah, tier in that best, game, right? Sure. He's not the best. Just like in Co-op Cup, when you see the unblockables from Oro and Uriot, they're not even the best characters, you know? It's it's crazy. That's why it's... Oro's... Well, part, partly why both of those characters are viable. If, like, think of the, think about the version... I think it was version B where they didn't have those. They were definitely worse. Yeah, they, 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 they fixed definitely those worse. things. And they didn't fix anything else. It was like... Like, what were you doing, dude? Oh, Wasn't man. it a glitch that Hyokusen has two bars? Come on. I, I want to believe. Dude, I had to. Every Street Fighter 3 version had one super that was a mistake being two <laughs> true, bars. true, actually, yeah. The first one, there was two of them, which was Denjin. You had two of yeah. them. And Shin Ryukin. Yeah. And the second one was Sean's Hyper Tornado. I think Denjin still was two bars. Oh, was it? Okay, okay. And then in the third one, it was Hyokusen. For sure, should not have been two bars. So. Definitely. Uh, anyway, Smooth Viper ended up winning the whole thing. Iron Man is considered number five currently. I, I thought he was just outside of the top four. That was my belief, really but I'm no expert. Oh, in interesting. Because I mean, even when I tweeted it, Justin was like, "Yeah, the reason why he's not considered great is because he has ass neutral and stuff like that." You know, yeah. so I had thought that maybe he wasn't. I mean, that's why he has yet. Magneto on point, right? Right. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Smooth Viper won it. Uh, J360 got second. Chris Matrix got third. It's pretty cool. Um, really, really fun event. I highly Are recommend it. Are you serious, Crack Prawn? Oh my god. It says, Hoyokusen was actually a thing we purposely kept quiet about at the beta at Southern Hills Golfland because Capcom asked about it. Saying that I personally know some of the people who are partly the cause as to why Hoyokusen has two bars. Is that what you're telling me right now? A million years later? I'm so upset. You're about telling me that this. on stream. Where I'm reacting live rather than 30 <laughs> years ago, and I could have that out of my system. Now I personally know people who are to blame. Oh, man. Okay, well, a lot of people are saying that wow. Iron Man is number five after the top four, so there you go. So never mind. So I don't want to do this stream is, anymore. He's still, hot, he's still top tier. I'm trying to change the topic back to something else that won't make you so upset anymore. So. About the burst. <laughs> oh, man. All right, uh, what are we talking about here? Um, Battle of the Strongest. Yeah, I really oh, recommend man. checking it out. It yeah, honestly yeah, was a blast. Yeah. That was on NYC Furby's channel, I think. No, I'm sorry, it was on IFCI's channel, but right. streamed by NYC Furby. Uh, really, really cool. Yep. And perfect uh, quality. And, and, and shout out to Ipes. I know he has ideas. I think he announced that there was going to be a Battle of the Strongest on the West Coast coming up now. Yeah. He was going to do a West Coast version. You know, they, uh, they also want international people to play. Yeah. They, like, they love to have Japanese players come. They know that mm-hmm, Mexico is mm-hmm. still playing the game. So, yeah, it would be super cool. Uh, there was also a recent event at uh, Super Arcade that I watched yes. some of that mm-hmm, was also mm-hmm. pretty cool. So if you're interested in Marvel 2, 
They, there are a couple of good places recently Dude, to go check out some action for it. Super Arcade's doing a lot of stuff. Shout out to Nerd yes, Josh definitely. and Mike Watson, by definitely. the way, for doing a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, Yipes has even talked about I've talked about it. And although there have been many events in the past that were all Marvel tournaments, right, uh, we've never had anything, the scope, where everyone's traveling out for this kind of thing. If we can get a tournament, literally, that's MVCI, UMVC3, MVC2, MVC1, X-Men Street Fighter, Marvel wow. Super Heroes, Children of the Atom. Like, down, Dakota? Let's, let's just do the whole thing, except for Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter, because fuck that game. <laughs> so, uh, but all the other ones, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Let's okay, get that in okay, there. that would we be awesome. We could get all those games in there like that, and then make the it... The best so- one, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. That's does does not quite fit in the category, but you know, you know. But I think that would be super cool. So that would be really cool. That would be yeah, really really cool. Uh, Definitely. There was that event. Oh man, now I don't remember what the name was, but that uh, K Brad helped to organize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, uh, it was the Marvel Three one that they all did at Super Arcade. But there. Oh, was that at Super? Yeah, that oh, was okay. the one that was at Super Arcade. They're, they also had, they had MVCI as well. Yeah, they had both. So it was like an, it, it was, was more of a Marvel three event, and then a bunch of the MVCI guys also played there. But they flew Ray Ray out for that, and a whole and a whole bunch of other guys for the Marvel three event as well. So I actually cute. went yeah, I there that. and showed up for a very brief moment, so I, okay. I said hi to a lot of the guys. Reflex yeah. is what it was called. Yeah, 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 got yeah. it. Yeah. No, anyway, we there's... mentioned we mentioned West Coast uh, Battle of the Strongest. They 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 mentioned that they're planning to do stuff like that. So love to look uh, to find more info out about that stuff. I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's super super cool. As we've often mentioned, that people continue playing the games that they care about. Mm-hmm. If you like a game, and you've got friends still playing it, don't give it up. You guys should keep playing. And keep honestly, playing. MVC two should have never stopped being played in the first place. I remember when MVC three came out. I was like, all the MVC two guys were like, "Well, it was a great run. Let's jump to MVC 3 I was like, "Why?" Like we still play Super Turbo and Third Strike. Yeah, you can true. still play these old games. But you know, some, some of them, some of them weren't like, all right, let's jump ship. It was more like, well, my ship went down. Yeah, uh-huh, and, and uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't like Marvel Three, so right. yeah. I guess I'll play Street Fighter. Like there, that happened for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's super cool that uh, that they're playing the games that they want to play. Yeah, and even one of the canons on Twitter was like, man, should we bring MVC Two back for Evo or, or like some sort of like Dude, joke about that? And I was like. Please let's do it. Well, I think it'd be really, really cool if if there was a dedicated like old game that so, changed every yeah, year. Changing every yeah. year, yeah. Mm-hmm. One's Marvel Two. One time it's ST. One time it's Third CBS Strike. CBS two. KOF ninety eight. Like whatever games yeah. like that to come back. I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, I, I so agree. Cool. I agree. So, or just have an old man Evo, right? So you know, too, actually, yeah. yeah. Although, yeah. uh, well, we had the the moment seven thirty seven reloaded. That we did, which I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what a good uh, tournament that was. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Let's. Um... <laughs> Thank God for the machine. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great video. <laughs> yeah, that guy was there. He was at Battle for the Stones. Yeah. I keep saying that because that's obviously what it's built. Battle of the Strongest. No, Tattoo GGG, it's not 401k. You have to call it Evo 401k, right? Wow. <laughs> I don't have a 401k. Oh, man. I have 401ks floating out there from Somewhere, previous huh? jobs. Yeah. I need to merge them all together and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Okay, anyways. All right. uh, I haven't even been highlighting any of the topics. That's it's my whatever. Bad. We've gone through two. Yeah, so, okay. Do you want to continue or take a break here? Uh, I guess let's 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 continue because 
things may get heated and we'll need a break for no that's probably not true at all anyway so five five matchup five five matchup we've got a bunch of topics on five five matchup one of these days i'm gonna i'm i'm, I'm looking into doing some more stuff and i want to make it so that like maybe on five five matchup it'll spread and show more things dude like all right you're gonna be coding I'm, stuff yeah in it? I'm, i gotta I, I gotta do stuff like Sick, that dude so, that'd yeah, be yeah. super cool i gotta do like real motion graphics so at some so... point in time some yes. point in time i'm studying that right now oh awesome I'm learning man. stuff like that so right cool now, so, all right uh, anyway three let's... topics what's the first one uh, let's talk about Justin's CPT video here. Okay. okay. So Justin released the C. So he's been doing a lot of content on uh, YouTube. So please check that out. I just looked up Jay Wong GGG and you'll find his channel. His channel is just called Justin Wong. Uh, I don't know if he has a, a, a hyperlink like user slash whatever for himself, but it's very easy to find. He's been putting a lot of content on there, a lot of good stuff on there. So, uh, one of the things that he did recently was this, uh, CPT uh, what his opinion, the pros and cons, and how he would fix the cons and stuff like that. And he went through it, and I wanted to talk about them because I liked a lot of the things that he talked about in there. I thought uh, there was a lot of really smart feedback in there, and I wanted to know what your opinion on them was, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, for example, so let's just talk about the cons because the pros that he said was get to travel the world, you know, it's cool, a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. But here's all the cons. It was super funny how he put it because it was just like that. Yeah. It was uh, like, uh, first of all, it's pretty cool that we get a ton of money. Second of all, it's pretty cool that we get to go everywhere in the world. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> okay. That's enough of the pros. Hold on, those are two pretty big things. Yeah, uh, those are the out, pros. But... Here's the cons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just yeah. went straight to the cons. That's smart. That's smart YouTubing. Let's see. These are things that I've got to learn. These are things i got to learn. So anyways, one of the things that he said was that he feels like there's actually too many events. Yeah. And he said there were 70 plus events this year. He would like to even lower it down to just 50 events. She hates being picked up. So, you know, that's... Trying, but okay. she's, she's fast. She's, she's, she's... I mean, I could have gotten her. I just wanted to... I wanted yeah, to yeah, let yeah. her escape if she wanted to. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh-huh. Anyway. But um, too many events. 70 events. What do you think on that one? I think that that's true, but I don't know that I want Capcom to be in the business of deciding which which tournaments are like worthy or not. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see, so I guess we'll talk a little bit more about some of his other suggestions. Uh-huh. But as regards to this in particular, I would love it if like every tournament that had was beyond a certain size was a ranking event, like just as a general right. rule, uh-huh. have all of them be that way, so that we're not kind of picking and choosing and some in Latin America that deserve mm-hmm. it aren't getting it and even in North America and other places just support tournaments yeah. that's that's my that's what I would really really like them to do I think there's too many maybe too many premieres or maybe not enough of a differentiation between what like a premiere and a ranking means mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't want them to like get rid of events I want I want if anything there to be more it's just that I want the ones that matter to be highlighted in a more obvious way right that's way, my take. The way that I look at it, and I said this last year before CPT went there, I think we need a new rank of tournaments. I think ranking events need to be something more important, and then we need to have satellite events or something like yeah. that, right? And Because the, the thing about it is 70 events is a lot. I actually think we should have more events, but that's because most of the events are in North America and Asia, yeah. right? I wouldn't mind if we jumped to 100 events if... 
all of them that were added were in South America and in India and in Africa and in the Middle East. And they all got added to the tour as satellite events. And yes, you got points for those, just not as many. But that still gives the people the ability to travel. And so, yes, Justin doesn't have to go to all those events because we have a category under ranking now. So he can still concentrate on the race. So, yes, maybe we go from... 70 ranking plus premieres to 50 ranking plus premiere, but then we add, then there's another 50 satellite cool. events, That's cool you know, to have a whole bunch of other events that people can travel within their own continent right. and go to. And regionals. Then, right, exactly. So if we actually get something like that, that I think me. that would actually be really, really, really cool. So I um, agree. Uh, that's kind of how I want to see it. But yeah, I think it'd be really tough if if they did get rid of the ranking status for some events because certainly part of why some people go to tournaments is that they want to get points. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for some events it's the primary reason. I think it might be a secondary reason, mm-hmm. but it would suck for that secondary reasons to be to be taken away. Right. Right? Like, I mean, if, it's, like if Texas Showdown lost ranking status, yeah. it would be really sad. Because... It, it would suck. And, and I don't know how many fewer people would go, but... Problem X wouldn't travel from the UK to be there. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're on, on the margins maybe, but still important. Right. And not only that too, but the thing about it is there's you can't have too many premieres. And there's a lot of events out there that are trying to get premiere status, like a Texas Showdown. Yes. Right? And and there's certainly the quality is getting there. The Texas Showdown has been growing bigger and bigger every year, for oh, example, yeah, they, right? Yeah. So they kind of deserve something. But the problem is you just can't have 70 billion premieres. The premieres have to be special, right? So if we just create a more disparity between you know, the, the regional satellite events, and then there's these cool ranking events, or leave it ranking events as the satellite, and now you create something called like a power event mm-hmm. in between yeah, the premiere, right. right? Just somehow some if you create that, so that way you can also win them. And then, not only that, but uh, ranking events don't get prop bonuses like premiere events right. do, right? So now you can create another category that Capcom can give bonuses to, but just not as much money as they have to do for premiere events, right? So that way they could benefit those events as well, but just not have to dole out premiere amounts of money for all these events. You know, just little things like, even if it was like a $2,000 pop bonus or a $1,000 pop bonus for a power event, that's still cool. That'll still draw out that many more people to want to come and win that money, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. Totally. Um, all right. So part of why he was talking about there being too many events is that he doesn't feel like he can travel as much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That is to say, he traveled a tremendous amount over the past few years. He's, crazy, crazy. He's amount. tweeted out his schedule yes. from his phone notepad before, and it is, it's, it's, crazy. it's, it's dumb. Yeah, it's, it's, it's silly. crazy. Yeah. You know, that is kind of his prerogative, I think. If he doesn't... So, so part of why I think it'd be nice to highlight the premieres a little bit better is that if he does well at a premiere, I think that there should be a greater likelihood of him qualifying mm-hmm. to actually make the event than there, than there currently was. But the... Um, I don't think that like him traveling all over the world is a necessity in order for the CPT perspective from his, for his job as a professional gamer maybe it's necessary but the ranking events be there being so many of them uh, I feel like is a secondary reason why he's traveling so much right it's not just the points it's that he needs to be places to represent well whatever team maybe it's not Echo Fox now I guess but <laughs> damn. Um, to represent whatever team. So, like, that's that's the gig. Being a professional gamer is to represent a team 
in tournaments, you have to be traveling. I wouldn't like to do it either. That's not my, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. I don't mm -hmm, want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I could, I definitely could do it. I can't, I can't do that. But even if I could, I, that's not what I want to do. So I don't, I don't know what to say about that because I feel like that's, that doesn't have to do with the CPT. That mm -hmm. is the job. Right. is to travel and go to places. Right. If you can, if you can afford it, if your team can afford What's it. interesting though, is that one of the other things that he brought up was he just didn't like having 700 points for a premiere because he felt like that was too much. And then you basically could win one premiere and then just not do much. I know they did that because they wanted it to feel like it was still the auto qualifier spots, but you saw situations where someone would win a premiere and then they just stopped traveling, right? So they didn't have to travel as much because, you know, after yeah. they won the premiere, they felt like they were comfortable yeah. in that situation. So wanting less points is kind of weird because it also kind of hurts that ability to travel less, right? Because if you ha got that, you if you won that premiere, but it's harder. And I do agree with Justin that I like having that volatility in the leaderboard. I like having the volatility in the leaderboard because it's kind of exciting. It's, it's, it lets us tell better stories and have more drama about like, oh my God, if this person wins, they jump over here and blah, 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 you know, kind of things. And I think that's kind of cool with that. And um, uh, I agree. I agree. It'd also be nice if the last points getter wasn't one point. Right. More volatility that equals more weird. travel for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I like I like that idea. I like the idea of more volatility so people have to travel so they have to, like, play more and stuff like that. But that just hurts the players themselves because they just can't travel as they, – they'd have to travel more, right? If they so, want, yeah. Right. And uh, one of the interesting things that I, I really kind of thought was kind of an interesting point that he brought up was that by being able to travel less because there's less events – is that the players can then actually spend some time working on their own branding and yes. stuff like that. And I actually and thought training that, up. And training up. And I actually thought that was a really astute observation yeah. right there because that's also part of the job for a lot of these players. Yeah, they true. they do need to spend time branding themselves and making sure they, they are a product as a player, yes. right? And so And that they're continuing to learn and get get better right. rather than just traveling. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, you know, the, you do spend a lot of time traveling. When you're home, I mean, we travel too, and when you travel, you just are your sleep schedule's screwed up for a long time, et cetera, et cetera. So it is rough. So I did like that observation, but it's interesting because you want people to travel because you want to see the best players at all the events all the time because it's cool and entertaining that way. But at the same time, it's very taxing on the players, so it, it's hard to say. There's a, there's a there's a weird balance, and I'm not sure yes. where to find that balance. They're definitely competing know? interests. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not so his perspective, of course, is the players, and that's what I'm most sympathetic towards as well. Right? Players. Yeah, exactly. So what Automatic says uh, in their Automatic says that you know if people weren't traveling all the time, you could also have more exhibition stuff yeah. as well, right? So that would actually yeah. be cool too. So that's better for the players. That so the other side of it is satisfying the tournaments and satisfying Capcom. Mm -hmm. Capcom's doing this because it's marketing, right? right. That's, that's yes. their skin in the game is marketing. And for them, I would imagine that having them having their game more visible more often is probably better. Right. Maybe there's a saturation point. I don't know. But I imagine that sort of in on the whole it's better. And from a tournament's perspective, as a TO, you only got one Tournament of the year, or maybe if you're big, you have multiple. But you know what I mean. Right, like, yeah, 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 you're yeah. you're not concerned about how many tournaments a player is going to. You're concerned about whether they go to your tournament. <laughs> yep. And if they're traveling to more places, then they're more likely to go to your tournament. So there's definitely competing mm -hmm. 
uh, interests here. I'm most sympathetic to the players. I mean, that's that's my thought about it. But, so would you uh, want to keep the points high then? I, I would want to keep the points high. Okay. That's yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Make it so that winning a premiere is basically qualifying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I'm I'm kind of in that time because I mean previous to this year they were auto qualifying spots anyway, right? So once you did that it didn't really matter. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Uh one of the things that he talked about, it's a big topic of mine that I've been talking about a lot, is the Latin America uh, getting snubbed, right? So uh, there's a couple things he wanted, uh, more Latin American events. I think that's that's a big duh, right? We yes. don't even need to discuss that. That's that that's just like, Obviously, it needs a premiere. Yes, obviously it needs more than one premiere. Super duh. Like, let's just get game over, you know, uh, first attack. Just give them a premiere set. Furia Tica has been going on for a long time. I feel like there should be at least one in the Caribbean. Yeah. And at least uh-huh. one in South America. Yeah. Because Santiago is nowhere near Puerto Rico. Right. Those are very far apart. Yeah. So it'd be nice if those regions had had their own premieres. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm definitely yeah. with two for LA. And there's got to be one in Brazil as well because Brazil's a big area. I, I just, there's got to be at least... I, I would like to see three premieres in South America because that's just fair. I just really think that's just fair. So that's 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 a given. But the other thing that he said that was interesting was have the Latin America regional qualifier earlier in the year to give them more of an opportunity to apply for the visa. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people are like, well, crossover should just apply for the visa ahead of time. And dude, you don't know where you're going. That's expensive. It's, you can't, you can't do that. Argument, right. So. It's, you can't. I just bring it up because a lot of people say that, and I always want to just put the kibosh on that argument right from the get-go. So, you know, by putting it earlier, then you could apply, fail, apply, fail, and maybe have at least a third chance to try to apply. But there just wasn't enough time for crossover, you know, to, to, to apply enough yeah. times for that. So I kind of like that idea. You know, it's, it's tricky because there might be a few more Latin America events after that that then won't factor into who qualifies into the Latin America, you know, the, the regional finals, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be unfortunate for them. But I do like the idea of having it earlier just so they can uh, have more chance to uh, apply for visas. I agree. So. I think that's cool. I think that's a cool idea. I think it's a practical idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, online tournaments, he says, shouldn't award that many points. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously a no-brainer. So, so to go along with your suggestion of three tiers... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it should definitely be the worst tier. <laughs> well, however many tiers there are, it's the right. worst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at, at a minimum, even if they don't create a third tier of tournaments for like made for offline events, should at least be one for online events. Right. I mean, I, I understand the idea of it is they want to be able to give points to people who can't travel. Of course. That's the idea. It's a right? good idea. That's, it's that's a good, good idea. Good goal. But it's just not there yet, right? So maybe at least don't make it a premiere. Make it whatever that second rank is, right? That's right? Saying, yeah. yeah. So, but then also... No, it should be the third. It should be the worst. You, so the you worst don't worst. even just... Well, Justin was saying that they should change it so that when you win an online tournament, instead of getting any points, you just get free travel to a premier event so that you can prove yourself after winning an online event. And it lets people travel, et cetera, et cetera. I, I like know. the idea, but the problem with it is, is honestly, Capcom's not spending any money on these online events except for just whatever production is streaming it, right? And now if you're streaming it and now you also have to pay for people to fly, that's a lot of budget for them. 
and I'd rather see them save that for, you know, um, budget for pop bonuses for power events or whatever you want to call I'm them. With you. you know, kind of things like that. So, uh, if Capcom could do it, that'd be awesome. I think that is a great idea. I love the concept of the idea. The problem is, is that's just. I mean, it would be flying within the country. Uh, within the continent, so hopefully it wouldn't be super expensive, but it probably would be. Let's you know, face it, yeah. you know. Let's face it. So yeah. No, I, I I don't even really like that idea. I would I would rather have the reward be right there. I'd rather have there be an immediate reward. Oh yeah. Rather okay, than like okay, the potential okay. payoff of the future. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just don't want that re- reward to be as high as it is for offline tournaments. That's all. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, let's see, what else did he say? And then the last thing that he mentioned, oh, so the last topic was the last chance qualifier. He thinks yeah. he doesn't like it being on the on the weekend of Capcom Cup because it doesn't give the guy a chance to practice against the matchup. He, there's one player who just has no idea what's there. Uh, there's one more thing I forgot to that, that, that we'll talk about a little bit, but he says that he was just kind of sad that, you know, Phenom doesn't know who he has to play against. Yes, going sure. into that weekend, right? And then it was uh, ZJZ who won, and then he was Phenom hit up Justin for practice, and that's what helped him there. So that worked out. But everybody else gets to practice far in advance, right? Far, far, far in advance, at least for the first round. I don't know. Maybe a way to fix that is to have two qualifiers and they play each other in the first round. <laughs> But then you can't practice for your yeah. second round matchup. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the same kind of it's thing. Same, it's so. the same issue, just one yeah. step removed. The best answer to this, I think, goes along with the one point that we haven't mentioned yet, which is the idea of using round robin for the Capcom yeah. Cup Top 32 uh, in the way that um, Tech, Tech World, World Tour does, for does. example. Yeah. That, I think that's just a better format for, for multiple reasons. I think it's better for the players to not have everything live or die on one match, mm-hmm. which is really how it is in single yeah. limb. I mean, double limb. You know, obviously it's double limb, so it's two matches where you can lose, or you can, uh, you have a chance to continue, I guess right. I should say. Uh-huh. But to be in losers is such a different story than in winners. It's three matches to get into top eight from the winner side. Yeah, even Justin double. was like, Justin to get said, from losers. It's a totally different story. Justin was like, yeah, I won three matches and I got to top eight. Whoa. Like, it's so funny because you would think that he would have the attitude of, yes, I only had to win three and I'm in top eight. Yeah. But even him as a player who just did that yeah. realizes how kind of weak that is compared yeah. to, you know, actually fighting a bunch of people like, to get so there. It's so dependent on what your route is. Yeah. And, and, and in, a, in any format... Who you play is going to matter. You can't play against every other 31 players. That's just not practical. Um, so, you, so you're going to have some limited subset. But to have a group, I think, is much better as a player. It's more preferable to have right. a group because then you can better test yourself against more players. Right. Unless you think that your your only chance is to random out. But that's just not and, a, and not a only that, argument. Not only that, but if you do it so that it's like the Tekken World Tour where literally they're picking the groups yes. right there that weekend, nobody gets to prepare. Well, that, that's that's the ne- that's why I think that right. this, this point about the LCQ mm-hmm. is best addressed by the way right. that Tekken World Tour, mm-hmm. Tour does it. So that nobody prepares. But I, I like that I like that for not just that reason. I like the idea of players coming into it without prepping for one particular match. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. definitely what players do. Because they, they they think about their path, of course, what we were just talking about. But their primary concern is how do I beat the person who I'm facing first? If I don't do that, then 
I have a terrible path, so right. I have to beat this this person. Maybe the next one too, but the first one is super important. So if you look at your, have, uh, yeah, you can look at your side of the bracket and see not a single monot. The monot's gonna be on the bottom exactly. half of the brackets. You're on the top half of the brackets, and you could just go. I'm not gonna f practice against monot, yeah. and if you keep winning on the winner side, you don't even you have don't. to worry about that. But if you don't know who you're gonna play going into it, then you have to practice for everybody. That proves how strong you are as an overall player Agreed. instead of, you know. So I do like the idea of a round so robin. So I think that's better from the player perspective, for sure. I think it's better from the viewer perspective. It's, I think it's way more compelling to have a round robin event where you see each player play more than just twice. For right. a, a quarter of the people who go there, you see them play two times. Yeah. After the, oh, this whole year, two right. times. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. I just think that's not enough. So from a viewer perspective, I much prefer the yeah. round-robin style it, as well. It's trickier for the production staff. However, if we go into what Justin said, that the last chance qualifiers aren't played that weekend, then you have more time to play some of the pools on one day, some of the pools on the other day. I mean, kind of thing. Tekken World Tour. Does it just fine, and and it doesn't need to be even. Yeah, it's true because yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, like yeah. it's already um, a proven thing. Yeah. So okay, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool. Uh, now, granted, Tekken World Tour had what was it? Uh, twenty qualifiers or thirty? They had fewer. Yeah, they had I think fewer it was qualifiers yeah. because the pools can't be too big. Yeah, because then that's just too much round robin, right? Yeah. And shoutouts for the subscription Pugas. Oh, uh, or Pugas. Pugas, excuse Pugas, you. Pugas, yeah. Um, but uh, we get the best subs here. I know. Paratestes and Pugas. Classic and names. Like that. Nice yeah. work, everybody. Uh, but, you know, obviously, if you had 32 qualifiers, what would you do? Pools of eight each? Like four pools of eight each? That's, that's, that's a lot. It's probably that's too much. That's a lot, right? So you would have to have maybe five, but you would have to have eight pools of four players, maybe. maybe yeah. You know, and then round round, but then you'd, you'd still only play two or three matches. I mean, and you can have done. like four pools of six yeah. or something. You know, it's. This is this 32. is a question that know. you'd have to ask to Curly W and Hanzo in the chat. They would have to kind of yeah. do the, the math of it and everything I think it's like fine. that. But, it's, it's totally solvable. And, yeah. and I'd rather, from both player and viewer perspective, I'd rather have that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So I definitely like that idea as well. So there we go. Okay. Um, let me ask you this before we change subjects on the 5-5. Five five. Okay. What is the one thing that you want to see most changed for a CPTE? That's a good question. I, I, what I primarily want out of the tours is simplicity. Mm -hmm. I, th I think they're too complicated. Um, although I just suggested adding a third category, I suppose. But... Yeah, I, I think that's third... what I most want. Is but see, I don't think the third character category would make it more confusing. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. it's just a set number of, of points, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I want. Just keep it as simple as possible. You know, you have you have the constrictions of you want to have each region represented, so you need to have some external regional mm -hmm. point system. I get that. Um, I don't know what I would specifically change to make it more simple, but that's in designing it. I feel like that's what I would drive for right. is simplicity for. For everybody's sake, for the players' sake, because certainly I heard uh, multiple times over the last few years, players say things that I knew weren't how it works, right? Like that, like they didn't quite understand how the CPT format worked. I heard this from Injustice in particular, dude. That first year that they had Injustice stuff was wild, um, and I don't even follow it that closely. So it's the points I mean. So it's good for the players and from the viewers too. The commentators and viewers, dude. It's hard as a commentator to like make it seem that some tournament 
uh, some tournaments are important because it's so convoluted in right. some cases. And I am thinking more of the injustice side mm-hmm. of things here, but it's it's hard it's hard to make it obvious why, from a sort of year long perspective, you should care about right. some individual events. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I want a simpler story to tell from a commentator perspective okay. and from a viewer perspective, a simpler story to understand. Okay. Uh, I liked Hanzo's suggestion in that we should have a musical act in between every single pool. You know, more musical acts. No, actually, no. Just excise that forever? Yes. I Honestly, I mean, if I had a non-serious like yeah. thing, I would say just no more musical Dude, acts. There's just, no doubt. Just stop. There's absolutely no stop, doubt. Stop. Stop. It's no, always bad. Yeah. But honestly, my improvements to CBT is just the same thing that it's been for all year long, which is just let's just help the Latin America scene more. Right. Let's do more for the Latin America yeah. scene. So. Yeah, well, like you were saying, I'd love for the Indian scene to have more. Yeah. I know there's some scenes in Africa that I think should be repped a little yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, but, there's more chances. Dude, you just go on Fightcade and you fight all those guys from Brazil and stuff like that players, playing sure. those old games and they just destroy everybody, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know they're there. I do. I <laughs> but, I mean, the nice thing about it is if they can find a way to make it work for the Latin America scene, which has a proven record of having a lot of strong players, that can lead to the blueprint of everything else to getting the Indian scene, to getting the, 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 the African scene and stuff like that. So, yeah. What if... The musical act was Roller Girl, my favorite musical artist. It's a good question. Not Alice DJ, wasn't it? Or... <laughs> it was. <laughs> How do you not? You were alive during that time. How do you Dude, not know I, those words? I did not pay attention to dance music or electronic music at all. But, I, at, I mean, come on. Like, I wasn't a fan of some Closest thing was Pet Shop but... Boys. Closest thing was probably That's Pet not, Shop I Boys. Is that close? Because uh, they're, they're, they're kind of one of the people who... Them and um, uh, New Order... Oh, definitely new orders. It's important. They order. they were they yeah. were kind of the ones that brought in the whole techno dance kind of electronic music. Uh, I don't know music, if I would so. describe yeah, it that yeah, way, but yeah, they were important. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, what if Roller Girl was there? It's a it's a hard question to answer. Okay. Anyways, um, <clears throat> next topic um, on this. Uh, do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Street Fighter Five. All right. Which part? Tier list or the video that I tweeted out? Wait, what was the second part? What? what the, the tier list. The tier list or the, 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 the Street Fighter video that was talking about the crazy dashes not being, you know, and the oh, here ways to fix Street Fighter Five. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. see. I feel like that's a conversation we've had, but um, yeah, let's yeah, save yeah. that for the last one, though. Okay, okay, so okay. So okay. let's talk about tier lists. Now, there have been a couple that have come out. For season four. For season season four. four. Of course, season four is a month old. It's less than a month old. Right. But everybody wants to take their stand, and uh, I've done that too. I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun to be able to do that. Wow, you caught her. I can't believe it. She wasn't Oh, she just made a little upset cat noise. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It was a little whimper. So she doesn't love where she... Oh, the claws are coming out. Oh, yeah. She always has the claws come out. Dang, you got to trim those babies. Look at those talons. Dude, I can't trim trim her claws. Every time I've tried, I've died. Oh well, maybe that's because you haven't trimmed her claws. Yeah, I know, right? It's a, it's a, it's a chicken it's a or the there. chicken yeah, or the okay. egg problem. Yeah. All right. Someone always said that they should do um, they I, I to do the taco cat thing where you wrap them in the blanket. But trust me, I haven't been able to wrap her in the blanket either. So we'll we'll figure it out anyways. All right. Okay. Um, so Topanga put out one. Topanga, of course, some super strong players who go into the discussion on that. Like Mago was one. Gotchkin was one. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, a couple of dudes. 
and they had in the top tier Akuma. So, so I would say I put it like this: Rashid, duh. Okay. Obviously, duh. He's in top. You, Whatever you your top tier right. is. Uh, 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 got buffed. <laughs> yeah, got buffed. Uh, also, Ibuki, Akuma, Dictator. Cool. Then Birdie. So that's the contentious one. Birdie the in top, the top, top tier. Top, top, top tier. Their explanation for it was that they thought Birdie does well against important characters. That he tends to beat characters that are like the top tier. We'll talk about what the other important ones are. Mm-hmm. So in high tier, they had Geef and Cammy. Birdie, Birdie beats Geef. Right, but Geef up there? Right, also a little weird. Um, then in the next tier, they had Zeku, Karen, Yurian, Nikali, Abigail, Menat, Helene, <laughs> Mika, Guile, and Ken. Zeku, Karen, Yurian, Nikali, Abigail, Manat, Colleen, Mika, Gali. Can you just Ken. open this up in the from the from the? Um, oh, and just show people. Yeah, Google yeah, Drive yeah, and just yeah, show yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, this is not the most effective format to do it. Do you still call it? Do you have a new document that's uh, season eight notes? Yes. Okay. Let's see the tier list. Oh, CN put one out too. Okay. Yeah. Got a couple. Okay. And just put this on the screen? Yeah, just screen it. Okay, let's do this. So you have the inferior daytime version of Reddit? I, do. I didn't even know you could change Reddit. That's cool. I'll have to remember that next time. So. Uh, pow. Okay. Here is the current tier list. So this was compiled on their stream, Topanga stream, and then HiFight put it on Twitter. Slide forward, slide to the side a little bit more, David. Oh, yeah, okay. And then uh, folks on Reddit Street Fighter put it up in a text format. So there you go. There you go. So it's Birdie uh, Abuka. Birdie Abuka. (laughs) Akumi. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Rashid and Dictator. Geef and Kami, then Zeku, Karen, Yurian, Nikali, Abi, Minat, Colleen, Mika, Gal, Ken. You can see right there, Sagat, Jury, Boxer, Sakura, Falk, Dalsam, Chun, Fang. Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course... Uh, I don't know about blah, blah, blah. Some of those are important. Okay, Nash, Ryu, Alex, Blanca, Claw, Ed, Laura, G. And then at the bottom, Cody and Kage. Yes. Because they don't know. Correct. They're just not sure. I don't know why sure. Cody, they still don't know. Uh, I'm not really sure either. It's a good yeah. question. Mm-hmm. But that's what they said. Uh, so... What do you think about this list? Okay. Give me your thoughts, buddy. I mean, I'm kind of baffled by it already. Baffled. Right? Okay, so a few of the standouts are Birdie. Like, now, I know Fudo has been picking him up. Correct. He's been playing him a lot, and he even said that he's worried because he wants to play him more, but he's afraid that's going to hurt his Mika play a little bit. Right. But uh, he's been picking him up, and he's part of this tier list-making thing, right? So, yes. of this Topanga group. So... Maybe he's seeing something. This could just be an influence on his part that he's just seeing something that this character is really good. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of V Trigger 2 tech videos yeah. that, you know, has started looking like it's turning him into the one mix of a robbery character. I mean, he done been that guy. Like, yeah. He's always, in Trigger, he's always pumped out. But, but converting like, off of standing heavy punch, very good. max there's range. No doubt. Yeah, very yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that, right? So there's definitely new stuff that he has. So maybe. He's still a question mark to me. I still don't know if he's top tier, right? Um, I don't 
like Keith and Cammy being in the same tier is weird to me. One, I don't think Cammy got nerfed much at all. Yeah. Okay, I still think she's like top five okay. potentially, right? I I played her. She doesn't feel any different to me. Like I didn't feel like anything was different. I didn't notice anything that was really significantly. I definitely got my crouching strong hit maybe a couple of times because got a bigger hurt box. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, her problem is only if you're whiffing buttons. Right. right. That's, yeah, all, that's yeah, her yeah. only nerfs uh-huh. for like a few whiff stuff. Essential, well, also blocking low jab is now zero. Oh, that's so true. So if you block oh. low jab, you can challenge. A and and bit. back strong is the worst anti-air. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. also can have dragon punch. Right. So. Exactly. So you, you know. I, I'm not convinced Zangief is this good just yet. Now, I don't think Zangief is bad. He's not bad. I just don't know if he's this good. However, I think he might be one of the characters that I go to this season just to, just to, just to, because I just want to see where he is. And two, I just need someone with a command grab. Mm. I just need someone with a command grab. So. Command grabs. Yeah. And, oh, no. and, you know, it's, it's exactly right, Big, big for Lil. Uh, like, Itazan is the one that's making everyone think Zangief is so good. He was not that good in season two, but Japan had him ranked as like one of the best characters because of Itazan, right? So and- my, my thoughts about this tier list uh, are basically that they're about the players and not the characters. And and on Twitter, some people responded to me saying that, saying that basically is what they do. They just look at like who who what character is currently winning the most hmm. in real life. Okay. And that is obviously something that takes into account the player, mm-hmm. right? Because who is actually doing it? Right. And so Geef is going to be high because each son's ridiculous. He is always crazy good. And my guess is that Birdie's up there because Fudo's playing him and because Trashbox is number one on the internet. Mm. So that's, I feel like that's probably the biggest reason that that character's up there. Those are two super good players. Fudo's one of the best ever. There he is. Right. right? I mean, so that's, I really think that that's a big part of what it is. Whereas in our tier list tradition, that is more like the US and other Western areas, we take a more theoretical approach. Right. Right. So theoretically speaking, if everybody were to play at the same high level, which characters would come out on top? Right. Right. It's, it's a theoretical, it's obviously not reproducible in real life. In reality, every player is different. Nobody has the same exact skill level as anybody else. You can't have that kind of situation. So we just kind of do it theoretically. Who should win? The, like the best the best way to say it is if you could take any of the top players and clone themselves into 33 yeah. times and that player played themselves every single time, generally how would who would come out on top, yeah, right? Exactly. With the same skill set, who would come out, yeah. which character would win a lot. Exactly. So, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that, that might just be a fundamental difference. And I got to tell you, I like how we do it. (laughs) Uh, Even though the way that we do it is not something that is reflected in reality, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. When when you see tournaments not have a Kami, like Capcom Cup didn't have a Kami or an Akuma or a Guile Mm -hmm. in top eight, are those characters weak? Definitely not. Right. So that doesn't, our like conception doesn't necessarily show up, but I like that it kind of tries to divorce from the players because you can just look at the actual results and see who's doing the best. In theory, that's, that's there. You just look at the tournament results. Who's doing the best? Well, it's whoever the best player yeah. is using a strong character. And, like, and I, w- I would say I like America- that's already answered. So yeah. I'd love to have. I, I, I like having uh, an additional sort of theoretical understanding of of the game and characters. Right. And I do think that uh, America does love theory fighting as well. I think it's just fun. It I, is I fun. enjoy it. I enjoy it. it. So, um, other, I mean, 
are there anything that stand out to you on the lower end of things? Well, I feel it's wild that G is in bottom tier. Dude, that is crazy I, to me. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand that either. I really don't. I feel he has so many strengths. And now, obviously, his defense is weak. He has only a four-frame button. He doesn't have any armor or invincibility. On right. Yeah. So his defense is weak. And one of the weaker in the game, to be honest. But his neutral game and his pressure are so good. So good. He doesn't even need level three in most matchups. In fact, some, some matchups, you don't want it. You want level two. Nemo picked the character. Yeah. Like, if Nemo picks the characters, the character can't suck. Well, I'm not sure that he's... Uh, well, he did play Vega ne- in Nemo's, season yeah, one. Nemo's, yeah, Nemo's a hard play. nut. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's so, so, so good. I don't know that he's, like, the best person to talk about when it comes to tears, because he right. often just... He's such a unique player that true, he just does different things. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I feel G's very strong. I feel Blanca's very strong. Yeah, uh, Blanca is too low. Um, dude, Alex is still Alex, down there? Alex, I really feel is too low. I I think we are going to see so many Alexes this year. Uh, Alex is going to actually show up in tournaments this year. I think so, too. Outside of the surprise sending the loser's bracket of Knuckledoo and Punk, you know, uh, I think Alex is going to be sending a lot of people to loser's bracket this year. I think so, too. So. Um, Cian also put out a tier list where he has Blanca quite low, fourth worst. He did an interesting way, though. He kind of looked theoretically at like which, which player, which characters have different sort of stats. So he kind of oh, rated yeah, their yeah. stats mm-hmm. and then put up the stats. So it is more of a theoretical approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he had he had Blanca quite low as well in the Topanga one. So the ones that jump out to me as being the funkiest are Geef in second tier, really in top seven, mm-hmm. right? That's what that is, um, and G being so weak. I yeah. think those are the ones that jump out to me as being as being the craziest. But, yeah, I mean, one of the things know. that's interesting, I mean, Daigo's been playing Zeku recently. He has. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I don't know that I would think he would play Zeku, but I do think Zeku's quite strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, I was just saying that because they still have Ryu pretty low, and I didn't think Ryu got improved enough, but a lot of people are telling me that he's significantly better. I do think he's year. significantly better. Yeah, yeah. The, the sped-up fierce fireball and the slowed-down uh, mm-hmm. jab fireball, I think are pretty pretty big deal. Bigger than I th- thought at first. Okay, okay. And the fact that he can combo lights into uh, Danky Kick. Yeah. I think that's really good. Like that's His stand short's so good, but rarely counts. Right. So now that you can just influence your buffering into uh, Danky Kick, right. I think it's pretty important, actually. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I do agree right now. Someone asked me, you know, who I do think is the worst character. Uh, I guess Claw's changes just aren't good enough, so he's probably still down there. Yeah. Ed is probably down there right now. My, my take on Ed is that I think... So I wouldn't have Ed in bottom tier. I think I may only have Claw. But look, the the tiers are compressed. Like it's they did a pretty good job. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not a terribly imbalanced well, game. Look, it's okay. dude, Ed and Vega being at the bottom tier means they're like B minus yeah, or C yeah. plus, yeah, right? Like that's the worst that they get. Whereas, like in season two, there was definitely some E and F tier characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, I feel like this one. Uh, and even E and F tier in C- in season two is still not even that bad compared to E and F tiers in other games. So that's true. Yeah, I think I think it is pretty good. Um, but yeah, funky choices. It's just it's it's if true that they pick 
their tier lists more on which characters are actually doing well in reality. Mm-hmm. And this is more understandable to me. Like that, I feel like that is. Right. I get why they mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. that, uh, why they would rank these characters in that way if that right. is their decision-making criteria. So, but just from from the more theoretical tier list perspective, I don't know, man. I don't like it. It's it's very early. well. Here, let me ask this question for you. What's your early take on Kage? I w- I think he's pretty good. I wouldn't say that I think he's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do think he's pretty good though. I think his his uh, pressure is fine. It's so I think the the biggest issue with Kage for me is that he's so like instantly digestible. Like he he you know what you're doing when yeah, you pick yeah, him up, yeah, yeah. and he does have some additional tricks, but. You basically know the character. You just see, oh, okay, the roundhouse axe kick, cool, it's plus. You have a button that goes into that. You have a frame, oh, there's a frame trap. Like, it's right. it's just it's so right there mm-hmm. that I think if people are expecting that, like, in six months we're going to find out new Kage tech, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. If it's going to happen, it's going to be only during V-Trigger. I think, th- I think that's his biggest issue is that he's just right. not, the, like, room for development is not there. But I do think he's pretty good. I don't think he's a bad character for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just that everybody had a, such a quick reaction to, oh my god, this character is so good, so good when he first dropped. And yeah, but I, but I think that that's understandable because, he, again, he's so just obvious that you just you look at him and you're like, wow, he this is day one and I've already found right. plus frame, right. cool knockdown tech, uh, uh, vortex situation. Here's a couple buttons. I've already. This is. Oh, look. Right. Surely in the future he's going to continue to grow, so he'll be strong. But it turns out that that's the character. Yeah. And again, Cody. You know him already. Cody and Kage aren't low. They just put him in a category that they don't know right now. So, but again, I just. Um, I I personally feel that the balance this season is really really strong. Yeah, it is. I, I think, think so they too. did a really good job. And honestly, that those tears with Zeku and Sagat. In them, I feel like they're all just kind of blended, and in fact, I yeah. would even throw in Laura. I don't know why they always rate Laura. So I don't low. get it either. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Either. They obviously don't like those the 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 offensive no defense characters because they have Laura and G down there right now, and they're both kind of similar in that robbery status. And okay. I I think they're both super good, so I don't know why they have them listed so low. I guess I can see that. I guess I can see that. I although... guess maybe they just really value that wake up defense kind of thing. Sure. Or something. No, well, it is it is valuable. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't have G in top tier. I just think he's better than where they placed him. Um, my, you know, I would make some other changes. I think Chun is really good. I think yeah, he's yeah. being slept uh-huh. on a bit uh, in that tier in that tier list. I think that um, in bottom tier, I might only have like Claw and Nash. I don't even know that yeah. I would have Ed. Wow. Okay. But I do think Rashid's the best in the game. So you still think Nash is pretty bad right now? I mean, you know, in, well, in the context. bad in the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, I think he's useful in some matchups, but uh, not fantastic. The the thing about Geef being up there is that it's so it's not just Eat on. Like he is definitely a better character. Yeah, she's on a little she's marathon. Like, she is on, like, on a marathon this, today. She is like attention mode right now. Yeah, I don't cool. understand. I'm happy it. to give it. I'm happy to give it. I don't understand where, where this me. is coming from. I've never seen her be so attention grabby like this before. Cool with me. Okay. Now, Geef is good. Geef is not a bad character. I, I firmly think that he's like well ensconced in mid tier. He's not gonna he doesn't um doesn't have as bad a time as he did in, in season three. 
and and at sort of the maximum, I think he's quite strong in some matchups. But at the same time, I still think he gets crapped on by important characters. Right. I really, so Birdie is a tough one. Um, I think that uh, Sagat is tough for him. Minot is definitely still tough for him. He loses to some of the characters, although maybe not terribly. Like he loses maybe to Guile. Like there's to Abigail. Like he he. Right. I think that there's too many of those situations for him to be considered anything like high tier, but mm-hmm. solid mid and and a good character. And if and if well played and maybe with in combination with Abigail or something like that for anti zoner matchups, mm-hmm. uh, I think he could win a tournament. But I don't think that he would win a tournament by himself. Right. He need you need something else just I for think those so. few bad yeah. matchups. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, um... he's he's a lot of fun to play. He's much more satisfying to play, certainly than he was in season three where he was if you landed a lariat you just didn't it didn't matter i think it's cool i like i i didn't even realize bad lariat didn't push him as far away so the fact that you can suck them in afterwards if they quick rise i think is a huge huge that that's a huge buff to v trigger one oh for sure sure, for For sure sure, so yeah so it doesn't feel as bad to land lariat because you're not across the entire screen anymore you don't have like all this space to make up I think Cody's good. I thought he was good in season three, to be honest. I think he was a little under underutilized, but he just came out maybe a little too late. But I mean, uh, we didn't see much Sagat and G either, because yeah. you know. So I, I, I have a funny feeling it's always it's going to be that thing again where last year's DLC characters are going to come out and all of a sudden be like, "What the heck? They're way too strong," kind Agreed. of thing, you know, because nobody used them. They buffed them. So Zeku. Like, well, no, Zeku was two seasons ago, but like Manat, for example, before that, Balrog was, you know, not considered super Balrog and Guile, and they got buffed, and in season two, they were the best. And then, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be a common pattern, yeah. but we'll see what happens with them this time. Well, at least, so. at least Capcom didn't over buff any of the season three characters. Yeah. Uh, I I agree, I, and, I and what I like too is that Capcom was pretty confident about some of his, its calls. Like, they slightly buffed Sagat, but it's not a giant amount. They, didn't change jury like almost at all. They just believe yeah. that she's fine. I, I think that that stuff's cool. Dude, they made some interesting changes. Like ones that I was really surprised that that was the like uh, like they seemed super thoughtful to me. You know, like they're like we got rid of the crush counter on this move because it was hard to confirm whether you knocked them off their feet or blah blah blah. And I was like, huh. You know, like they made like interesting changes Actually, that I, I, I thought like was like. Really, really well thought out. So yeah. I was really happy with it. And I'm really, really looking forward to the season this year. I feel like the character variety is going to be super strong. I think so, too. So yeah, I'm, I'm I excited. I think so, too. Yeah. Footsies are really fun in the season. I think it's really good right now. I don't think that they gave up on Jury. I just think that they think Jury is pretty good and uh, doesn't need substantial buffs. And I basically agree with that. I mean, she's clearly not a top-tier character. And to be top tier would need buffs, right. but I don't think that's necessary. I know? think she's a little underrated. So, like, like to to make it sort of an ideal situation, I think you would buff her a little bit. Right. But I think she's okay. She's uh, so Jeff Rocks actually asks, "Do we think Street Fighter Five is almost over? In other words, do we think that Street Fighter Six is coming anytime in the horizon or something like that?" I don't. Yeah. Do you? No, 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 no. Because. Let's say they they said let's start working on Street Fighter Six like two years ago, right? That's still like another three years left to get to a point where they have a game. You know, I I just think that it takes much longer for people to to make a game than people are expecting, especially for something like Street Fighter Six, where they probably have a bunch of lessons to be learned about Street Fighter Five and want to do a little bit more intelligently. So I hear that. Yeah, 
make sure that they release a game that you know has features. Anyways, um, well, maybe MVCI didn't take a long time to make, but that's a, <laughs> well, that's, you know. that's another story. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a while off. Okay. Well, um, and I hope it's a while off yeah. as well. I I like to keep playing this card. Okay. Personally. Uh, do you want to talk about the last five five yes. matchup topic? So there you uh, go. Uh, someone put out a video said how I would fix Street Fighter Five, and I watched it and I agreed with a lot of it. So I tweeted it out, and I know some people didn't agree with it. I know you weren't a fan of the the video very much. Do you remember the dude's name? Uh ah oh, shoot, that's put it in the chat because I'd like to give credit where credits due. It was are... certainly a well produced video. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. issues with that. I thought that was cool, to be honest. Uh, let's see if I can see where it is. Uh, it definitely generated a bunch of topics here, and there was a couple of things in there that were the main things that I agreed with. That I agreed with. Uh, here we go. A dude, master supreme. Dude Master FGC on Twitter. I actually don't know how I could have forgotten that name. What yeah. a genius name. Dude Master FGC <laughs> nice work is out his there. Twitter. Yeah, Dude Master. Okay. Yes. But, I like, uh, I'm not even joking. I think that's cool. Yeah, so there's definitely, well, uh, there's definitely a couple of things in that video that I do highly agree with. Um, like I said, I said I agree with most of it, and a lot of it is very much in uh, connection with a lot of things that I've been complaining about the game okay. recently. Uh, the two things that I that I really that really struck me as stuff that I agree with a lot is that I do think the game is too frame data reliant. Right? I think it's more frame data reliant than most other games, most other fighting games out there, because there's no way to. I, I use this phrase all the time: disrespect the frame data. Right? There's no way to. There's no parries. So it doesn't matter if I minus if if I'm not punishable, if I'm minus two, if I'm minus one, if I'm plus seven, if yeah. I'm plus three, I can parry your counterattack. Yeah. I can uppercut your counterattack. I could backdash your your oh, counterattack. Maybe in third sec, maybe not uppercut. Right, right. Well, I'm just saying through all the different games, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, I can yeah. guard impact your counter. As long as I'm yeah, not yeah. punishable, I can do something. And Street Fighter Five without meter is the only game where that is not possible. Like even a game like Tekken that's super frame data heavy, the best counter is standing punch, which everyone can high crush, and or low punch, which everyone can low parry. And even if you're minus five, you can usually sidestep the, the, the 10 frame punches, right? So there's always a way to disrespect that frame data. And I feel like that's really important for people to be able to play the game. It's a reason why in Street Fighter 4 and in Street Fighter 5 Season 1, everyone mashed uppercuts with, the, with, with Ken. They just mash it because that's that gave them the ability to do stuff, and I like that better. If we made it so that only the heavy uppercuts were the ones that had any invincibility, then they could mash that to their heart's content. You could punish it for free, and then the player feels like they made a mistake. There's a visual, oh, you blocked my uppercut, now I died kind of thing, whereas opposed to like, because the way that I was talking to Sajam about it, he was like, it's very straightforward. If you keep throwing rock and I keep throwing paper, you're always going to lose, right? So if you're minus two, if I'm yeah. plus two and you keep hitting a button, I keep dying, then it's very clear, right? And I was like, but the problem with it is a lot of people who play Street Fighter V will see it as then, okay, well then I'll throw my paper against your rock, but I lost. Like, what? Why doesn't that, why did that happen? And that's very okay. much, so like, you feel like you're doing the same thing that they're doing. Oh. But the problem is you're not actually doing the same thing that they're doing because for some reason, Karen's crouching medium kick 
which looks fast, is minus four, whereas Colleen's, which is a slow move, is plus one. So you're fighting this Colleen who's doing crouching medium kick all day. You try to hit a button, you lose. And you're a Karen, and then you do crouching medium kick, you try to hit a button, and then you, you mean, die, right? It's, it's a very frame data heavy, and well, there's, yeah. there's no visual way to realize, even in Tekken and Soul Calibur, most of the plus moves are very visually obvious that they're plus because a lot of them have a, a very a very top-down attack, like Dragunov does this, uh, Fang does this, he headbutts you, you know, um, King has one where he punches downwards, he jumps and leaps at you, Soul Calibur, all the moves that are plus usually either have lightning effects or have a really, really long startup. Like there's no like cami stand charge, yeah. right? There's no cami stand strong, no. which is just plus, even though it's super fast and looks like everything else. For sure. Well, I mean, know? it's just built off such a different thing. You don't want to get your move blocked in most situations, right? right? It's just mm-hmm. a very different. Right. I don't know that it's a good comparison because mm-hmm. that that fundamental idea is so different. Yeah. And and I'm I'm fine if if different characters have different options. Like if you're a Colleen or can what do you say, Karen? Karen. Yeah. And you've seen a Colleen dude down medium kick and it's plus. I don't know why you would think that yours is plus, and I don't want you to think that yours is plus, mm-hmm. right? I want different characters to have different options. Yeah, 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 for sure. So for sure. I, I don't. That that's fine, but I do think that you're right that SF five is more frame data heavy mm-hmm. with fewer ways around. I think that that's like an accurate observation. Right. Sometimes you know you got to like separate whether people are just being like nostalgic about one yeah, thing or another. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh-huh. that's real. Right. I don't think that's that's not like a nostalgic issue. But I like that, and right. and I feel that that's that is its unique aspect. Yes, every fighting game has its own thing, mm-hmm. and I like that in SF Five. There are these situations where you got to hold it, and it comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but every game, well, most games, maybe Third Strike doesn't have too many of those, but um, <laughs> most games have that where you you have a thing as a character, and the opponents just gotta you just gotta yeah. deal with it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's quite common, and I and I like that. Right. I, th- I think it's good to have a character's good thing and a game's like focus. I think those are totally cool. Right. And I th- I enjoy SF5's version of that right. a lot. So one of the things that I did say was that I'm okay with Street Fighter V being a frame data heavy game. I think the biggest sin is that there's nothing in the game itself that tells you about it that teaches you about well that would be nice right so that is something because like if there was something in the game that was like look frames are really important in this game here's the frame data for your character but like the hardest part right now is like if i'm a person who watches all the cpt stuff and i don't understand frames so all these guys are going oh he's plus three and this don't mean anything to you and you're like hey i'm gonna go play and you sit there and you play by yourself it's gonna be very hard to learn the game without a literally going and asking somebody else or going to a website looking for frame data I mean, kind you're right. of thing like that. So. You're right. No, that, that is, that's a lacking area. They should definitely be better mm-hmm. at that. It'd be nice if there were some effects if a button was advantaged, right? right. Like, that'd be just in the game, like in the actual gameplay. It'd be, right. That'd be cool with me. Dude, I thought it would have been cool if they actually know, went through fully with what it felt like that they wanted to do and just ran out of time, which was the moves that are very negative on block had a different animation on block. Not always. Zangief's charge punch uh-huh. fierce on block uh-huh. is plus, but it's still like the... Oh, he does have a different bang. animation on it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, okay. Not, it's okay. not always like that. Yeah. I mean, if but they... it would be cool if, it, if there were like an obvious this move is advantaged 
this one's not. Right. I think that's preferable. I don't think that the lack of that is like a big or unique problem. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's. I think it's. I think it's okay. Like just like in every game, players develop things to some degree, even though the game itself exists. Uh, In whereas in something like BB Tech, you just got to know what the likely media mix-ups are. Right. And you just have, most characters just have to deal with it. <laughs> it's going to come, here it is. Mm-hmm. Right, Marvel 3 was the same way. Every game has that thing where you just have to know it. Right. And you have to have played it and have enough experience to know it. And SF5's version of it is the frame data. Right. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah. And I, I just feel like Street Fighter V doesn't do a good enough job making it intuitive. I just don't think there's really anything intuitive about it. And I've explained the numbers. Like some people are saying the training mode has the numbers up yeah. there. And uh, I have had streams before where I'm streaming Street Fighter V. I'm like, see, look, this move is negative and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, oh, is that what those are? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then another thing too is that, dude, a lot of times when I do a move, I have to do it like nine times before I can actually see what the minus is. Dude, so I'm, I'm currently working on a video about Zangief's V-Trigger 2 uh-huh, and how uh-huh. plus and, and minus, oh, how plus cancels into it. Right? right, yeah, yeah. So I literally recorded each one and I went into uh, <laughs> Premiere and slowed it down to individual frames to be like, what is this? Like to right, just, uh, you're uh-huh. right. That could be better. Yeah, they, they could have had could one number freeze go yes, ping and then exactly do, 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 at the highest right. number or exactly, something yeah, like yeah. that, right? So, For sure. Uh, yeah. so, so training mode could be better. It'd be nice if visually it was more obvious. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the lack of that stuff is is a big problem. Right. And, you know, to be fair, you know, High Fight in the chat says that he thinks Street Fighter V is very easy to understand. Well, I think if you understand frames... Then Street Fighter V becomes very yeah, straightforward, right? Frames. You know, you if you just play enough, like uh, you 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 come to know what is advantage and what's not. You just you have to play a lot, right? But that's certainly just findable information via organic mm-hmm. gameplay. I don't think that you need frame data, well, um, but you do need to either way have a level of expertise, right? I think that's good. I'm cool with that. I mean, one of the things about it, though, is that a lot of the other games, distance plays into a huge factor. Yeah. Which Street Fighter... Like, I played Soul Calibur. I don't know frame data in Soul Calibur, but I can just attack from ranges, and I'm just not in a range where it well, kind of matters. Well, I don't know, man. I'm, like, there, you know, I think that it, it does matter. It's just that, it, as you said... In SF5, there are a few ways to escape that situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right about that. I think that is a true observation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that that's not... If, if then, So that is accurate. I think that's like mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a partial statement. Or not, that is an impartial statement. But whether that's good or bad is just subjective. Right. Right? That's all. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, do you, yeah, like, no, do you I, like it or not? And, and I, I like it because it is a different and more focused take than other Street Fighter games have right. had, than most other fighting games have had. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's good. I, 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 don't, I would be annoyed, more annoyed, if SF5 played much more like Third Strike or SF4 right. or ST. I can play those games. I don't need to have them again in SF5. I want it to be different. And, right. I, and I like this. There's this new version. The it's one cool. thing that, that the reason why, because a lot of people, the one argument that I always hate is that, oh, just put in the time. Oh, if you didn't want to learn frame data, you're not serious enough in the first place, right? I've always hated that argument because there are about a billion things in the world that you can do that are fun. 
that you feel like is worth spending your time on, right? Yes. And so if you saying someone, oh, well, you know what? If you didn't want to study the frame data, obviously you didn't have the ability at all. No, that guy could probably learn to become the greatest guitarist in the world. He obviously has the dedication. It just depends on how you present stuff. Again, I've talked about this. I don't think the psychology in Street Fighter V is very strong. I think the game is very uh, panic-inducing, very frustration-inducing. Frustration and I think that causes a lot of people to not want to play the game a lot. And everybody that I talk to about the game always says the same thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is, why this game makes me panic more than, anybody, more than any other fighting game and stuff. And a lot of it has to do with that frame data thing because you do have to study all these numbers. And every time you fight a brand new character, it's like, oh, I got to study this new number. Well, I wouldn't say that it's because of the frame right. data. It's because, as we've been talking about, you can't easily escape situations. Mm -hmm. Those situations are being disadvantaged right. on block. That is the situation. But right. you, the, the numbers of it, I wouldn't say are the important thing. The important thing is the inability to easily escape. Right. You, as with any game, if you're going to be good at it, you need to know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with that. With there being that barrier of needing to know stuff. Right. It's totally cool with me. But again, the hardest part is that I don't feel like the game provides you the ability to know that stuff. It could do better easily. for sure. That's that's one of the biggest. But I don't. Problems, I just so. don't think that it's a big problem that there's. It's not there. I think. I think that there's too much sort of negativity when it comes to SF5, the gameplay. The larger video game has often had big problems. Yeah, 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 There's no doubt. Sure. But when it comes to the gameplay itself, um, I feel like a lot of people like Street Fighter V. A lot I've of people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I'm one of them now. And that side of it is like rarely represented. If you, if you really like a game, you're rarely going to be on Twitter talking about how much it's cool. Mm -hmm. Humans, and I do the same, are more likely to complain about something right. than to laud it, right? We all do that. Um, it's That's been the case with every game. SF4 had a ton of complaints, but largely those complaints didn't come from players who were still playing the game in year four. Right, right. right. In, in most cases, people had moved on, they quit it, they didn't like it, but they're still complaining. Mm -hmm. Certainly there were some people who continued to play and complain, but right. I feel like in SF5, it's, it's the same. Like, it gets a lot of complaints right. because it's the most paid attention to biggest game. Most people have have tried it out or watched it and maybe didn't like it, but plenty of players still like watching it. Plenty of people still like play, like uh, playing it. Plenty of people still like right. watching it. Right. I mean, trust me, I, I I have this conversation all the time. Everyone always tells me that Street Fighter Five nobody likes it, and I'm like, what what is wrong well, with you? Okay, right? but I so think that I'm always defending it. From, it's interesting because I'm always on both sides. I'm like arguing everything in every direction <laughs> for this game. It's 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 a weird situation. But I think I think part part of the issue is to recognize that it's not everybody saying that. Right. That's. You you are confronted with complaints about the game regularly, well, okay, yeah. as I am. Uh -huh. But it's not; it's in no sense everybody. Right. M most people, I would venture, who are actively playing and watching the game, mm -hmm. don't hate it. Right. right. I think that they don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the the hardest part about having the game be about frame data, the reason why, because like every game is going to need frame data at the highest level. You're going to want to learn some frame data, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, if there's some games that you won't matter, right? Like ST, I, I don't think anybody cares what the frame data is. MVC2, nobody cares what the frame data is for those games. You can study all the frame data you want. That's not going to change how you're going to play the game at all. You're not going to get that much better than anybody else. I think if we were to have gone back in time, I, I would I would like to have known how fast my anti-airs were. I would like to have known for sure whether Bison Scissor Kicks were going to be plus or not. Right, like I just, right. I think well, that would have been valuable info. I, I had to spend a long time 
figuring it out by right, just playing. Right. And now I basically know when scissors are safe or not. Or maybe I used to because I'm bad now. <laughs> I used to know well, that stuff. Because the thing about it is also there's two things, right? Very few moves leave you right next to each other in Super Turbo. Yeah. And two... Throws are one frame. So anything that left you there, it didn't matter. You got thrown. You you knew right away if a move was well, punishable. I mean, you had to, you, not necessarily, you had to figure it out, right? You had to try it or see somebody right, right, else right, right. do it. So in any sense, but that it would have been helpful move. if we had just known this is minus one, right. you can punish. Like, that would have been helpful at the time. Right. It's not important now because we've been playing it for so long. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even important 10 years ago where we've already been playing it so right. long. But if we could go back in time and have all the frame data instantly, I think that would have been helpful. For sure. I don't think it would have made too much of a difference, to be honest. I, we would have, it would have changed our development. Because, I mean, again, in SF5, the importance isn't the numbers themselves. It's mm-hmm. just whether, it's whether you can press a button again or not, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Um, right. That's something that we would just all figure out over time if we didn't have frame data. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we were pl- going to play this game for 25 years like we have for Street Fighter Two games... Mm-hmm. You would just know all of that info, right. and maybe you wouldn't be able to describe it as plus three or whatever, right. but you would know the important stuff. That said, for our development as players, it's way better to know the data so that yeah, you can just know it. Exactly, but here's the thing, is that you didn't have to rely on it right away. Not only that, but what I think having a game that's reliant solely on, or mostly on frame data, is that it does take away a lot of the different styles of play it takes away so one of the nice things frame data is always going to be something that's important to a game that i feel like should be supplemental to the game in other words there's this game knowing the frame data makes you a stronger player i feel like in street fighter 5 you have to know the frame data like almost from like intermediate slightly beginner tier all the way I up that, right part of that is the is the scene it's it's our it's maybe as much a culture thing as it is right. a game thing. But what the, what what makes me sad is then you don't get a lot of the ability to play the game as an emotion player. You don't get the ability to play the game as a just a crazy hyper, you know, gamble Seth kind of player. Like a gamble Seth guy is just not going to live in this game. You know what I mean? Like Do you mean Evo Champion Problem X? <laughs> You really think he's a gamble Seth kind of person? Uh, in some matchups, he definitely was, for sure. Uh, for I, sure. He's pretty calculated. He's I mean, pretty dang calculated. He, I'm just—I think that's just an unfortunate right. example. <laughs> but uh, you know, I just—I don't feel like the game being focused on frame data provides the ability for a lot of different play styles to dominate and to clash against each other. I think it focuses it down to very much the science players to having... And, and again, Street Fighter V, the reason why it's so frame data heavy is not even necessarily just because of the frame data as well. There's a lot of other problems with it. If it had another defensive option, it wouldn't. It wouldn't, it would change it drastically, right? Yeah, sure. If well, there wasn't so many moves that left you point blank to the opponent in throw range, wouldn't have that problem. If light attacks could lead to bigger combos, wouldn't have this kind of problem. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things about the game itself that exacerbates that, that adds to this problem. And I just think overall, the gameplay caters too much to a very narrower base of play styles. 
as well as uh, just uh, more of a focus on like science kind of play as opposed to just being able to feel your way through it. Like it does bother me. And, you know, I have talked to Automatic about this many times is that as soon as you get a new character, the first thing you do is go knock downs, find your frame yeah. kills, and here's your meaty setup. And if you're not doing any of that, you're just playing the character wrong. Like you're literally just playing the character wrong. So yeah. I want to play Sagat because I just want to throw fireballs and uppercut people. Because it's but I don't know my hey. If I do ex fireball and then Kara Tiger knee, I have an ambiguous cross up situation. If I don't study that, I'm literally playing the character wrong. I mean, you and, should know all the things, right? I mean, right. It's... Yeah, but you can't. Like I feel like if you don't learn that right away, it's super detrimental. I feel, like, I feel like, again, this games, is a cultural so. critique and, and not a game critique. Yeah. We have become super, super good at figuring things out instantly. We know what to look for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have so much experience. It's not just right. in SF5, but forever we've been playing these games uh, as sort of a community. Right. So if SF5 were to have come out in the 90s, it would not be like that. Right. It's just, it just is too different of a culture. So well, I, I really think that's... I mean, when BB Tag came out, there's so much freedom in that. But man... You have to lab up everything, and you know what you want. You know you know what kind of situations you're looking right, for. Right. So I don't think that's a complaint about SF5. I think that's that's maybe more a complaint that the scene moves very fast, and you need to keep up. There's, it's a lot of work. That's there's also the problem too that you know we've talked about this before that the input buffer makes it so that there's no more human error so that all these setups are perfect every single time. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So if Karen does Lostron stand strong, that's just going to be the frame right, trap. Right, you sure. just got to deal with it. You have to hold it. Yeah. And that's also kind of added on top of that. So like I said, there's a lot of things at the crux. I guess it's not necessarily that the frame data is being so reliant is bad. Is that that there's just, I mean, no, this is how what I've been there's, arguing there's no all escape. the time. There's just no way to I disrespect it. it. I think that's you true. You know what I mean? And I, I really feel like that that's what the game needs. It needs something to that effect. So, so. I mean, I, can't, I don't follow you there. I mean, that's I, you're, right. you're definitely mm-hmm. right about the game not giving you an out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so what Automatic saying but is I like, like th- there's not a lot of room for creativity. You know what I mean? I, I, so I think that it's it's not maybe in the same sense as some games, but I do think that there's room for expressiveness with some characters. I think some right. characters mm-hmm. are not interestingly yeah, designed yeah, yeah, yeah. and they kind of bottleneck people. Mm-hmm. But I do think that some characters allow a lot of freedom of that so that that's yeah. maybe more of a character by character thing. And I mean, as I've, you know, one of my critiques about SF5 certainly throughout the whole time right. is that many characters play too much the same. Right, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I think that that's an objective critique. So I think that that I think that's true. I'm with you on some characters not being creative, but I really think there's good creativity in some other characters for sure. Yeah. No. I mean, definitely, if it was other big games, I mean, I would definitely not be uh, complaining about. I'm not complaining about it just because it is the biggest game. You know, it's it's from a lot of things that I've talked to from because I talk to a lot of beginner players a lot of the times on my own stream. I answer questions. And like I've gone through videos, try to help them, and I'm always like, "Oh, well, the reason why you lost here is because you hit a button because this is plus and this is yeah. minus." And they're like, "I didn't know this was plus. Oh, I didn't know this was minus, right?" And I'm and my answer is, "You have to learn this. You do. You, you have to learn this in order to get to the point. We well, have to know and, which buttons you can press a button after, right? Or not, right? So. And 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 you know, for me, you know, 
I when I play a game like Soul Calibur right now, or I play a game like Tekken, I feel like I can play more just based off of like, hey, this is kind of what I want to try, despite those games being very frame data heavy. It's just that if I'm in a minus two situation, I know I can do something, or if I'm in a minus five situation, yeah. I know I can do something. And like I said, I just feel like that gives players more of an ability to latch into the game. I feel like a lot of the negativity towards the game is because a lot of people, and when I say this on Twitter, you know, I made the, the rock, paper, scissors, you know, uh, you know, analogy about how like, oh, well then I try my paper and I lose the rock. And someone was like, that's the perfect analogy for this game. And I love this game too. But he was like, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, that's every game. I don't know yeah. if that's an important But critique. like, I, Every I, game has that. The way, whenever I talk about it, you know, a lot of people tell me that, yeah, when I play, even when I win, I'm not sure I'm having fun. You know, I feel like Well, then like they I'm shouldn't not... be playing. I mean, I, right. I certainly don't want people to play a game that they don't enjoy. But I feel like there's not a lot in the game that produces the, 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 doesn't give you the spark of joy. Doesn't give you the spark of joy. You don't get that whole kind of coolness, like, like I can't uppercut this limb, or, you know, I can't parry something, or, you know, I really think like that's that, a subjective so. thing. I, I find that oftentimes I do have that moment, and it's when I make the right call on what the opponent's frame data is, mm-hmm. it's when I make the right call as to whether to, uh, quick rise or back tech, it's pressing a button thinking that the opponent's not going to, that the opponent's going to block because they're looking for my next button to frame trap and walking up too far into a grab right, right farther yeah. than I should be able to. <laughs> I really I really feel that there are those moments where I'm like, yes, I did something sick. If you don't feel that, then that's fine. It's just a subjective thing. But I don't think that there's anything like objectively wrong right. with that stuff. Right. Thank you, Automatic. I'm glad you actually said that because I just wanted to make sure someone said that. So, okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, you know, uh, like I said, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with that style of play. I just do feel like that maybe the amount of people who find that kind of game enjoyable that can find that spark of joy is too narrow. I want to create a game that players of all kinds can find the spark of joy in that game. You know well, what I mean? I, just, so, I mean, that would be great. I'm not sure that exists. Right. I don't know what evidence there is that that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think right. that was has one that of the, the cool things about Street Fighter Four is that I really felt like that there was a big variety of different styles in that game. So I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> because I think, I think w- that game, if, if any game requir- absolutely required that you did certain homework... Well, that was more Vortex, but SF4. the thing is, that game Option also... selects. I mean, you had... If right, you didn't but, have an OS, but, you were not competitive. But see, but that's the thing, right? At the highest levels. Again, it's the highest levels. If it was only you needed the frame data for Street Fighter V at the highest levels, I'm okay with that. It's really the intermediate levels that I'm the most concerned about, okay. right? So yeah. when you play Street Fighter IV, you can <laughs> backdash it through. Right, you can backdash it. Well, see, that's the thing is... You know, we talked about this earlier. We want as many people to play these games as possible. Yes, definitely. And I want more people to play it. And that is where my concern is, is that I feel like at the intermediate level, as long as you don't give people invincible upgrades or invincible backdashes or a parry or a guard impact or something, 
then you're going to lose more players because you're narrowing down what people can find joy out of the game. Because in Street Fighter IV, there were characters that were execution heavy. There were characters that weren't execution heavy. There were characters that were just about just like, I feel like doing this at the time so someone like Marin or Punko could be successful. Then there were the characters that controlled the pace really, really well. There was the zoning characters. There were the, and I felt like that was kind of where the strength of that game lay, you know, what was is that depending on who you are, you could find that character that gives you what you want out of the fighting game and I think Street Fighter 5 limits that tremendously to a very small although Stri- season 3 was better yeah season yeah. 3 I mean, was dude, better so. as, I, as I said I definitely agree with you that in early seasons it was like that but I just don't I feel that the idea that it's not something that caters to many players mm-hmm. is just belied by the fact that it's the most entered game consistently yeah. mm-hmm. not not categorically anymore but right. consistently uh, I don't know why other than to hear the complaints uh, of people who largely, I think, aren't actively playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why you would think that it's not like appealing to lots of players. If it doesn't appeal to you, and, and I don't have any negative judgments about that, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Right. But I think that it's not great to apply that to other people. Um, certainly some people agree with that, but I really think that there's a lot of people who are playing the game and watching the game actively who enjoy it. And it's... The biggest fighting game scene, so I just yeah yeah I don't I don't think that that's true. The cats are going wild. Cats are fighting each other right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's very rare in FGC history that we've had a game that really caters to everybody. I think that's super rare, and I think that's fine because we've always had multiple fighting games. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's cool. And and I definitely don't want somebody to play a game that they don't like. There's a ton of good games right now. Mm-hmm. And and people who don't like SF5 should definitely check out other games because right. there's a yeah, lot yeah, of great yeah. choices. But nevertheless, people are still playing the game. And I think part of that is because they like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, um... I don't think SF5 is for accountants. I, I really I really think that the idea that it's it is a robots game is way overinflated. Well, the the, the tricky part about it is it's, sorry to accountants. It's it's not robotic yeah it's that the game i every time i teach the game uh, on my stream i talk about the street fighter 5 rps because it's it's such a huge factor of the game right it's do you mean mix-ups the right but the mix-up is the throw attack shimmy mix-up it's it's a large portion of it and so much of the game is that yeah and that part right there is not robotic at all yeah. Right. That part. The reason why someone like Tokido is successful is because he's so good at reading the the opponent's patterns, tendencies, and in this situation, I know he reacts this way, so I have this proper response. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. So I totally get you on that one. It's not a robotic game. You know, it's just that you know, it's it's a very defined kind of uh, mix up situation. You know what I mean? But in order to succeed in the game, you have to have the proper understanding. And the reason why I feel like guys like Punk and Knuckles do are successful is that they're very good at not putting themselves into patterns they're very yeah. oh, totally. good you totally. know that's why knuckle do wakes up with crouching medium kick in the overhead Dude, guy I mean, and kills they're the hard shimmy. to read right sure. and 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 that's a talent and that is definitely not a robotic thing that is definitely no. i mean that's something that is thing. in every fighting game right, right. like exactly yeah. uh, people have tried to argue to me that street fighter 2 has had basically no guessing i don't feel like it has a lot of 
the guessing is different in those games, but the guessing is still there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guessing is still there. Yeah, I right? mean, every game has its own unique set of mix-ups. Right, and, and again... But they're always there. I feel like that's kind of why I'm on this whole psychology kick, because Street Fighter V, a lot of the things that people complain about are things that exist in every other game, but every other game, they claim it as, like, mind games. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that that's, drives me that's, nuts. That's part of why I don't take some of those critiques right. seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really think that a lot of that is just subjectivity, which is fine and totally on its own defensively or defensible but you can't apply that to more people than the people who claim that yeah. and i think that number is fewer than you would suggest well man sf4 i don't miss to be honest it's funny because to me i i, like I don't it. think it was a bad game to be clear but I, I never felt that it was a game that I really enjoyed. Maybe maybe right. in vanilla when I was winning tournaments because winning tournaments is it's fun. fun. Right. Um, just by itself. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like five more than four. Yeah, me too. I like five more than four because I thought four got ruined by the vortex because I thought the vortex was... That was a bummer. And, and to be honest with you, I personally think the vortex in Street Fighter 4 has been like the biggest bane of the last like 10 years, last 15 years of Street Fighter because the Vortex was so prevalent in Street Fighter 4. So much of Street Fighter 5 was kind of built around that. The quick rise, back roll kind of mix yeah. up. The the fact that sweeps are all minus yeah. 10 or more is because of the Vortex. You know, right. hey, let's create this weird system of crush counter priority system. You know, like I feel like the Vortex was was just... They were thinking about it. Yeah, and and, up, and, sure. and honestly, uh, someone asked me, like, so do you think they should make Street Fighter Six by looking at what was wrong with Street Fighter Five? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, just make a fighting game, have your vision in it, yeah. and just balance your vision. Don't make a game based off of the mistakes of a previous game. And I really... And, and, and honestly, the Vortex made me quit Street Fighter Four. I, I was remember. so sick yeah. of the Vortex that I was just like, I'm done with this game. I, I'm not playing Street Fighter anymore. I mean, that was literally my complaint about the game. Dude, yeah, I was I like, know. I'm not playing Street Fighter anymore. I'm just stupid left, right. What is happening? It's yeah. like, it's dumb, right? So, I mean, keep in mind, like I said, I'm coming from a weird place because I, I'm very good at seeing both sides of things and I can complain about games and I can praise games yeah. all over the place, yeah. right? So, uh, it just depends on what the situation is. Like, like I said, yeah, I, 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 even though I use Street Fighter Four as an example of something good, I still like Five better as a game. I do too. I think it. I think it's better in a bunch of ways. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. the. I like the mix-ups just as yeah, well. Yeah, Street Fighter Five is actually not vortex heavy because every one of those yeah, options you that you have, vortex. every option that you have on those situations is counterable. Yeah. Like literally, if Akuma swept you. Every option that he had, his mix-up was uncounterable. <laughs> like you well, literally, I mean, you, know, you could make the right choice. I mean, you have to. You had to block right. it. You just had to block the right way, or or stop the the, the well, demon I mean, flip could, throw. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so they always had solutions, but the vortex means that you're doing very strong mix-ups that lead back into themselves, right, in an oppressive way. But then, and, yeah, I survived. But well. even like if you guess right on Akuma blocking the cross-up Tatsu, for example, you were super negative and you had to deal with the mix-up again. At least in Street yeah. Fighter V, when you had the right guess, except for certain moves like a Mika towards medium punch or a towards heavy punch, like instead of like Lady Mika or something like that. But like, if you know they're going to shimmy, you low forward them, you punish them. 
if you know they're gonna you know go for the throw and you wake a button you can punish them like yeah. there's a there's more of a negative repercussion to yeah, the I, mix up in I Street Fighter 5 so yeah. for sure so I also think footsies are better in SF5 yeah mm -hmm. I agree with that too I agree with that because in SF5 season 4 yeah Street Fighter say. 4 it had always that way Street Fighter 4 had the problem that everybody's footsies was the one button oh that was too common man that was yeah, too common it was common. like Adon Roundhouse Ugh. Uh, Able Step Kick uh, Bison Roundhouse you know yeah. those were the buttons that you used in footsie and that not, was that and focus that and focus attack was Street Fighter 4 footsies not my cup of tea yeah I, to be clear I never hated SF4 and I played it a lot but I, it was never among my favorite games mm -hmm. So again, uh, you know, another reason why I also complain about Street Fighter V a little bit more is because I do know the game, and so I feel like I have a legitimacy to to talk about the things. That I would I not say that you're not legitimate. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh -huh. I think that your description is accurate, but I don't agree with your subjective view of whether that's yeah. good or bad. Mm -hmm. And that's totally which is fine, fine. Which is fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what happened with me and Sajam. We were talking about it, and he was like, "I just don't think we see this the same yeah, way." And I'm like, totally "Yeah, fine. you're right. That was it. It yeah. was done. So it was cool." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, you know what? I don't think that there's a Capcom Connect tonight. Is there? I don't think I there is a Capcom <laughs> Connect tonight because I don't think I think they're probably only going to do it once it starts once the CPT starts up again, right? Oh, I hadn't thought about it, but that makes sense actually. Right? Yeah, because okay. they don't really have anything to do unless they want to, you know, advertise more costumes and stuff like that. I'm not sure, but uh, but um, anything else to talk about? I mean, the only thing the other thing that I wanted to address to that is that I do wish that Street Fighter Five had a little bit more neutral. I do feel like I wish it had like a little the more. The footsies control. are good. I feel the footsies that are there are great. Yeah, I enjoy the footsies. Cool. I just wish there was more of it. So that's why I, I would have liked to have had the V reversal that hits right away yeah, yeah, yeah. and pushes you away and right. does no damage but resets the neutral, right. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Or maybe have more throws so that there literally is no way you could do anything even in the corner or something. I think I think the game has developed and is continuing to develop in that yeah. way. As, as people yes. as people over... I mean, it's not just that Capcom's changed the game in ways that promote that, but they mm -hmm. have. It's, right. it's also that as we get better at the game, we're defending better. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As we... As we Play the game more and more, and we all defend better. We just mm -hmm. figure it out. Right. Um, and so it's it's less commonly the case that if you get knocked down once, you're dead at right. like a good level, right? right? Like yeah. that's less common than it was before. So while it still happens, that does mean that you have more time spent in neutral. So I think it's happening. Uh, I, I I would also like to see more pushback on normals, but. The, the thing is, though, I still acknowledge the fact that if we implemented systems that created more neutral, you'd also have to do a pretty hefty rebalance because some characters are going to get really badly nerfed from that. Like Zangief, one of the reasons why he is good is after SPD, he gets the blow at you, you're just stuck yeah, in yeah, his for head. Sure, for sure. So if, you, if there was, it was easier to reset to neutral, it would hurt Zangief a lot. Yeah. You would have to do a lot on top of that. That might be a vortex. Zangief, Zangief okay, 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 yeah, 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 fair enough. But it's rare. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, but uh, again, you know, I I recognize that you can't just change that and then Street Fighter Five will be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah I hear you. Uh, but I would like to see more of the Street Fighter Five neutral. You know okay. what I mean? That's why when you picked 
Daigo versus Problem X as one of your favorite matches, it makes so much sense because yeah. it wasn't Daigo making the comeback no. because he just knock you down, mix up, stun, exactly yay! Right. You know, it was we got to see that awesome neutral, yeah. which I do agree exists in the game, yeah. and uh, I just would like I think to that's see it more common. I would like to see it more often than I do, but then maybe that was also a problem that I was playing against G a bunch last time, so. I was the only character I fought that whole day. So what? Yeah, literally, I only played one person that whole night. I played. Oh, like, Friday. Yeah, on Friday. I played like uh, three, two to three hours of G, and yeah, that's painful. Yo, I didn't know. I don't know how I missed this. That in V Trigger One, he can can he can whiff cancel axe kick into command grab. That's crazy, dude, dude. When I got hit by that, I was like, a whole lot of second. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back to playing this character. That's wild. Uh, yeah. Pretty sick. Yeah. G is, a, G is an interesting... The funny thing is, like, when I was losing him, I wasn't getting mad at the character because I kind of liked the stuff that it... He's like, yeah, he's he's cool. like ST Bison, right? Yeah, uh-huh, he's, uh-huh. he's just all offense and no defense. And not only that, but his buttons are super Street Fighter 2-like because they hit in certain areas that are vulnerable in other areas. So he, he can do the thing like do the, do the, the crack kick yeah. And like when you block it at a certain range, he can hit standing meet, standing light kick, which will beat some lows because of the way that it hits yeah, and it just yeah, doesn't yeah. have the hurt box. It feels more it's hard street, to punish. For sure. It's more like Street Fighter Two, which is it's less about whiff punishing. It's just knowing that this button beats this button, and this button beats this button, and this button. Beats well, I would that say button. that stand short is whiff punishing in that situation, right? Like if the opponent, if if you do axe kick and the opponent uh-huh. presses a button that doesn't punish, right? And then you press stand short, you're punishing their. Well, whiff it's button. it's just. It's just beating it. It's just straight up beating it. So I mean, it shouldn't. Well, sure? if the hurt box is not there and the hit box is lower than the hurt box, well, it... I'm just saying that the unless you're if you're not punishing it, if you're pressing a so button in other that's words, faster, you're you saying be if you block with G, the medium the medium kick should miss anyway, right? I don't think that's true. I think no, I no, mean... stand shorts with punishing the stand medium. Is that what you're talking about? No, the crouching medium. Yes, so I feel like if he was blocking, I would have hit him. But since he hits light kick, it changes his hurt boxes so that it beats the crouching medium kick. That's not necessarily whiff punishing, right? It's like Cami low strong beating Guile's low medium kick Yeah. in Super Turbo. That's not a whiff punish. Well, it's hard to do anything on reaction in that game, but I mean, that's the mechanic, that's the interaction, right? I guess it's you're not hitting the recovery of it. You're actually hitting it out of its active frame. You know what I mean? You're oh, beating it out of its active frame. I'm not sure Stan Short's doing that. Well, well I'll test it. Yeah, I'll all right, yeah. I'll test it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. You're yeah. not hitting it in its recovery frames. You're yeah, hitting it out okay. of its active frames is what I feel like it's mm, happening. It shouldn't, it shouldn't so, be good. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. All right. Yeah, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a super cool character. Very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interestingly mm-hmm. designed. Cool to play against and, and with. I feel mm-hmm. like he's like interactive in both senses. Yeah. It's cool. Part Unless of he's your almost... Zangief and he gets level three fireball. Yeah. Part of me is almost kind of thinking about trying to uh, use that character, maybe. Oh, you should pick him up. I mean, yeah. I think you would really enjoy his combo roots, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. got a lot of combo roots. Yeah, he does, he does. They all lead to the corner. Yeah, great all, corner and, carry. And they're all leading to perfectly timed presidential power-up. I know, he's really strong. Meaty. Um, Holy crap. He's definitely not bottom tier. Yeah, yeah the other new... So is, I should say, is there anything else to say about this? Or uh, not about this topic. No, no, no. So no. Justin Wong did announce that he's not on Echo Fox anymore. Um, not sure what happened, right? Hard to speculate. But 
my guess is that since he announced that he's going to be having a child, that he Yay. will be traveling less. I don't know for sure. It could also be that Echo Fox is just wrapping up shop, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's just that Tokido's contract hasn't come up yet, and Sonic Fox's contract hasn't come up yet. I pure right. speculation. I have no idea. But I'm I'm not concerned about like, you know, we've talked a lot about over the last year how Echo Fox's letting go of players has had an impact, and how even their signing of players in the first place had an impact. Mm-hmm. This is not, I think, one of those situations that makes me concerned or think terribly much about that. Right. I'm sure Justin will find a good new team as long as he wants one. He's, he's one of those players who, you know, if you're among the serious esports teams, you got to be looking at Justin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A um, couple of interesting uh, gaming news. Uh, there was a Dead or Alive 6 demo. Yeah. Which I didn't know about until the day it came out. So I just had no idea, so I never got a chance to try it. I don't know if you had a chance to try it. Well, I had a chance to try it, but I <laughs> I didn't download it. Did you try it? Okay, the best okay, thing to say okay. About that. Yeah. I don't have any like I'm not like opposed to it in any sense. I've just never played DOA and don't feel myself drawn to it. But you know, I didn't expect to like BB Tag and it turns out I super love it, so I will try DOA yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah, out. Sure. But yeah, I didn't I didn't try the demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I know there's a new Soul Calibur patch coming out this weekend. Yeah, it comes out, I think, on Thursday. Yeah. And I read a little bit about some of the changes. Apparently, Raphael got nerfed a bit, but okay. uh, Ivy got some buffs, actually. But I didn't... <laughs> yeah, I also heard that Astroth got a lot of buffs. Oh, okay. But I okay. haven't actually seen the full translated okay. English okay. patch notes to know what they are. I was really hoping to see that before we got to the show, and I didn't see it in time. Yeah, okay. I haven't had a chance to see it, but yeah, I brought it up because I saw Frosty said that they're not going to play that patch because they're only going to give them one day to practice. So they're not going to update their console, so just don't connect it to the Wi-Fi, you know, because that definitely yeah. has happened before. So so I guess Ivy did get some nerfs as well, so... Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Oh, but, it's also um, got buffs. That's cool. It's a cool character. Last time I played uh, Soul Calibur online, dude, I, I just had a blast, dude. So fun. I, dude, the game feels like it's just, it's clicking for me. Like, the game is clicking for me, and I'm just, I'm enjoying it so much Super right now. Fun. Even the matches where someone would beat me, it didn't feel as much like it was just I was getting destroyed because I didn't know what was going on. I definitely lost to some people because I didn't know what was going on, yeah. but... I was still able to fight them afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, after the first or second round, after getting destroyed, or even in the rematch, I felt like I could actually Sick, fight them. I'm, I'm having a blast. And then on Friday when we played, I played Tekken as well, and I surprisingly did really well playing that. Like, the guys were okay. like, I thought you said you sucked at this game. What's going on? Like, Sick, da, da, da. So awesome. I was like, okay, I'm happy about that as well. So, That's really cool. Yeah. So Are you still using Killick? I'm still using Killick. I never left Killick, so yeah, because yeah. I've just been watching a lot of Party Wolf, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and just learning a lot more about what he does and stuff like that, and just learning how to use uh, his moves a little bit better and stuff like that. And I get him, and and I'm kind of glad I picked him now because he really is this character that you can't. I mean, he's he. I don't want to call him the Cami of Street Fighter or like Cami Street Fighter Five because that just means you're boring and not fun <laughs> yeah. to play, but. He doesn't have any like stupid gimmicks that you can kind of like get cheesy wins with, and so like I feel like I've had to learn how to play the game mm. a little bit smarter as opposed to just being like, "Hey, let me 
uh, reversal edge you and ring you out with would be you know <laughs> kind of things like that. Personal so. attack, James. I don't know. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to finding out what the what the Astroth buffs are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm having fun with that game, so I'm happy. Yeah, it's a really cool game. Yeah, yeah. we're having a lot of fun with that. Uh, yeah, I don't, also, I don't feel like I have any hate for DOA. I just haven't played it historically, and I'm not right. expecting to care, but I, I might. You know, yeah, there are definitely sure. people out there that think Cammy's fun in Street Fighter Five. That's I mean, true. They yeah, exist. Uh, they, people have talked to me about that. I think she's... Well, I mean, according to Logan, he's like, how can you not have fun when you're winning all the time, like, <laughs> hitting buttons all day for free? So, okay. Uh, yeah. Winning but, is fun. Yeah, sure. winning is fun. As I was saying about my SF4 experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, early SF4, when people were still trying to play it like Third Strike or Super Turbo, and I was just dunking on him with Lariat and Pile Driver. Dude, Lariat was it so was good in Vanilla easy. Street Fighter 4. Oh, it was strong. It was strong. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was so good. But also, it hit crouching Rufus. Oh, it was really important actually because yeah. you, could, you could make it safe on crouching Sagat, mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. could move forward through his fireballs that are really obnoxious range. So it was really right. hard for Zangief, and that also beat his uh, Tiger Knee, and right. then make it safe. Yep, it was so good. So I get why they nerfed that move, but that actually really hurt in the Sagat match. <laughs> <laughs> From henceforth, it was never the same. Yeah, it was not. It was not for sure. For sure. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, I they I guess they had a stream for Bandai Namco. They did not announce anything new for uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. They just said get ready for the finals and there'll be stuff there. Yeah. I hope there's a game right there that I hope for season two they do a big shakeup. I really really hope. They so do a big my shake up. my talking about this game is like somebody who doesn't like Street Fighter Five talking about the game, and so because I don't like the game. Not to be super clear. Uh, so I, I don't I don't want to like institute my changes I'd make to the game oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. plenty mm-hmm. of people like the game and they like it for what it is more or less anyway. So while I would want giant changes to it for me to play it, no need for that. You know yeah. what I mean like let, let let people play the game that they like. Yeah, That's cool. I mean I think it's it's there is something to be said about that because I know there's a lot of people who were hype about the game who now are actually in that camp where they're just like it's kind of repetitive at this well that was me i mean i really enjoyed it for the first month maybe even two months and then when i realized i had a lot of critiques about it i was Mm -hmm. like hey bb tags out that was basically my process (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i mean i hope that they do a lot to the game i hope they shake it up a little bit at least at least don't if they don't change the gameplay just make it so that when you activate uh, sparking, that you don't gain as much health back or something. Just Look, make dude, it so that the the fight is faster. I I highly agree with you. Right, and I don't. But think, again, I'm not the I'm not their audience. But see, I don't even think people who love the game would disagree with that. I really don't know. I think that they wouldn't I, mind it being faster. I hope as well, that for so. the people who like the game, that it changes in a way that they continue to like it but also is improved in their eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means yeah. in terms of practicality. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a bad game. I don't, it's not like a... No, no, no. It's, I, it, it's definitely... I recognize that it's my own subjective taste mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it goes against. I don't think there's any objective sense that right, it's bad. Right. 
man, people are talking about DOA and Virtua Fighter in the chat. Like they're not even paying attention to us anymore. They're just talking about DOA and Virtua Fighter. Pick I side. think that is so fascinating to Pick me. Side. That I've always been a Virtua Fighter person. Virtua Fighter. I always loved Virtua Fighter. In fact, when Virtua Fighter and Tekken had semi-equal status, like I always preferred Virtua Fighter over Tekken. Even though Tekken was a little flashier and stuff like that, yeah. but like I just I liked the Virtua Fighter was colorful. I liked it it that it was uh, that the characters had really cool looking moves. I just thought yes. it looked. I thought they looked. I thought it looked cooler. cooler. I'm, yeah. I'm with you mm -hmm. graphically. I'm with you. Like the yeah. Tekken characters, like whenever the characters did like the hell sweeps or like when Heihachi's doing his yeah. little spinning, like because I was like leg. I was like <laughs> what is this animation, yeah, you know? Sure, and sure. I always thought VF looked a little better, but yeah. you know. That's, that's I agree. Is, so. But Virtua Fighter is dead pretty much which is the problem so yeah um and then of course i just didn't know anybody who played doa that was all right so i think i think part of why i don't i don't particularly have negative feelings but i don't have positive feelings either is that i just never almost never came into contact with you right yeah, like yeah, even yeah. At, you would go to a major and there would be people playing any tiny game, uh -huh. and I almost never saw DOA. Well, some people are even saying that, Maybe you know, just where I in live, the chat that Virtual Fighter was expensive to play in Japan. It was true. The machines were very expensive, oh, yeah? right? And that was one of the problems, is that if you wanted to play it in the U.S., then you had to import these machines, and it just cost too much, right? So it's the, it, you, it just didn't show up in the arcades around here, unless it was those specific, like, Southern Hills golf lands or Sunnyvale golf lands that specialized in fighting yeah, I games. I think the only time games. I ever saw it in arcades was in giant ones. Sonic like Fox is good at Game DOA. Yeah. I saw it at, like, the really super big arcades. Oh, the one, like, in Vegas and stuff yeah, like, like that. that. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, level yeah, of arcade yeah, yeah. was the only mm -hmm. time I ever saw Virtual Fighter in arcades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Um, what was I going to say? Well, uh, that's all I have in terms of news. Here hey, I streamed. Like I, I heard. I heard you streamed. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've been streaming almost every day so far, on weekdays at least. Although tomorrow I probably won't be able to stream at all if I decide to go to Wednesday Night Fights. So uh, at 4 p.m. I will be on Arc Live, so I'll be doing uh, hosting duties oh, over cool. there. Oh, uh, cool. Very nice. So uh, I'll be... To, taking viewer questions for the for for Sick, for, the, for the show, uh, but then since it's already kind of halfway to Wednesday night fights, I was wondering if I want to just go straight there afterwards and just hang out for a little bit because I'm already halfway there and I keep not going that because I'm great lazy. Too, yeah. So let me know if you want to go too or something. I got like that. some stuff to do tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So um, I might not stream tomorrow, but uh, oh god, the stupid drone in Spider-Man! That game was so fun until that happened. Okay. I'm so mad, dude. Fuck that drone, dude. Um, but then um, I should be back on Thursday at least. I might actually try to stream later tonight just to make sure that I have some stream stuff, in, like so it, I don't go two days with no stream. Okay, so we'll see. Uh, I'm intending to stream in the morning. I typically play games at like 8.30 or 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's the easiest time for me to play because then I start doing work. Right. Um, so my expectation is to do it at around that time. If that works for you, all you should come over, um, hang out, play some video games. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I, I actually enjoyed it. Cool. Also, we haven't talked about Mortal Kombat 11. That's right. I wanted to mention that. I don't yeah. know what there is to say in particular. Other than that, there's a reveal in Los Angeles on Thursday. Two days. And there's also a reveal in London. So if you can make it to one of those, it might be too late to get tickets, I guess, but uh, expect a lot of footage out of that stuff. There's also going to be a body count fighting event on Thursday. 
that will be streamed with some of the best NRS players in the world oh, there. Oh, really? Yes, who I imagine will be in town for the LA Ooh. reveal, right? But they're then they're going to go oh, to Oh, I see. Body oh, they're not fighting. they're not streaming an, an MK11 exhibition. Yes, there will. Oh, it is. There will it be, is an MK11. There will be a stream. Okay, I don't know okay. how long the stream will be at uh, the MK11 reveal, the actual okay, official okay. one, but there will definitely be some footage out of it. Okay. And then after that body count fighting will have it. So, nice. definitely check it out. I'm super hyped for that. I just don't know what else to say about the game because there hasn't been more like substantive info. Yeah. But best believe, I am very excited for it. Yeah, I'm just sad because I'll be there on Thursday. I'm flying out to Frosty Faustings at three o'clock, so oh, yeah. I'm not going to be able to uh, go to that event. I was invited, uh, but yeah. I can't make it there. Um, but I will be at Frosty Faustings this weekend. Uh, I think it's on the schedule too. But last year. After I finished commentating Super Turbo, everybody wanted to play me in Super Turbo. So oh. I just sat down and played Super Turbo a bunch and they returned the stream back on and they just streamed me. And so I think they I think awesome. uh Elven Shadow Mike actually scheduled me in oh, for dang. like a Chen challenge basically. Oh, dang. To make sure that I have some time to sit down and play Super Turbo and have fun. Aww. So so that 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 will That's happen cool. at some point in time, either on it might be on Saturday or something like that. So that should Very be cool. kind of fun. Uh, so, but that will be uh, Frosty's uh, this kind of weekend. So that's going to be fun. So. Dang, Riding Soul says Ganondorf Switch exclusive for MK11 and Sub Zero in Smash. <laughs> I like it. That's a that's a very adventurous call. Right. I like it. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Boats and Joseph, because most of the Honda players don't know how to fight Cammy. As soon as you teach them how, then it just goes all downhill. So. Um, I will be commentating. Yes, I will definitely be commentating there. I do have a block of BB tags, so I'm happy about that. Uh, but I will be mostly doing Street Fighter. So I agree. Stop with the guest characters. I definitely agree with that. In it Smash Brothers, cool. really? No, no, no. In uh, MK. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. in MK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I got a pee pretty badly. Okay. I drank a whole I thing of pee tea. So bad. Right. Uh, I drank a lot of tea. Okay. Not the best call, it turns out. I've been dancing for like the last half hour. Oh, sorry. I'm okay, starting okay, to, okay, okay, to run okay. out of room in the old bladder regions. So. I won't be doing BB Tag Top 8. I actually don't think I have quite the knowledge for it for that point in time. Now that so, I've talked about it, I might as well just bring know, out the full dance. Yeah. Um, but I, I wish I had a chance to do some commentary for Soul Calibur there, but I, I, I'm not having a chance for that. Uh, oh, that's right. Also, uh, another cool thing that was happening. <laughs> I drank matcha green tea. It was tasty. <laughs> trying to find a way to uh, try to stall as much as possible right now. Look, just... We're on your carpet. Yeah, right? I know, right? Okay, okay, okay. All right. We're going to talk to you guys later. Thank you for tuning in. Woo! Have a good night and peace out, everybody. We will talk about Mortal Kombat 11 in more detail next week. I'm really excited for it. I know we haven't talked about it until the end, but that's just because there wasn't much to say. But I'm super excited for it. Yes, of course. And. Uh, it's, I mean, if it's coming out in April, there's a lot. This game is, like, done. Right. If you had to have submitted it for approval dude. already. There will be a day one patch, like, every I'm game. But, dude, it's like, it's you. there's going to be a lot to show. We're going to find out so much. I don't know how they've managed to keep everything so quiet this whole entire time. No, but, you're right. You know, it has been it's, impressive. It's been really cool. So, anyways, David needs to pee. Give me that right down, sorry. You can't, you can't hear me. Okay. It is my carpet, so I, I, I can't do this, so. Alright, I'm out here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right.
Dude, you haven't done anything yet, David. 